Welcome back to the premiere Legend of Zelda Travelogue podcast. We are your tour guides. My name is Pete. And my name is Chris. Hey, Pete. Hello, sir. Holy cow, we're doing Kakariko Village today. An actual settlement, like a real town. And you know what? Like, I was totally in our Hyrule Castle Town episode defending the static image look of Castle Town. But boy, oh boy, does it feel good to be uh, in a well-realized three-dimensional village. <laughs> We're jumping out of the Blue's Clues picture and into real life. And we're not doing it alone. We're here with friend of the show, Jake Mason. Hello. Hey, thank Jake. You, thank you for having me back. Thank you for being back. First mainline episode with you, bud. How's it going? Yeah, it's going good. Um, I, I told you all about my uh, snow shoveling escapades. Um, the Oh, yeah. New Hampshire got blasted with snow. And most specifically, my town got absolutely nailed. And everywhere else was, like, mostly fine. Um, so I've been dealing with that. But other than that, it's been pretty good. Funny thing. By the time this episode actually releases, it's, like, going to be approaching the beginning of summer, probably. <laughs> uh, for those of you who aren't in the know, who haven't listened to the previous bonus episode that Jake's been on. Jake, I believe, if I recall correctly here, all of the names, I'm going to try off the cuff here. Okay. Uh, Pokemon World Tour. Pokemon World Tour United, Kingdom Smarts, the Morphin Grid, oh, uh, Spectre, there's Gas Cast, I think you did. We lost the key. We locked the keys inside the podcast on that one and we can't get back into it, but you can listen to it, I think. We just can't make any more. Uh, there's also Cool Kids Table. Oh, right, um, right. And I hard Reboot. And Hard Reboot, yes. And those, those are all the various and sundry podcasts I do. And several of them are on hiatus because... You know how time keeps moving forward in a way that you can't control. So <laughs> Since 2020, yeah. It just keeps going. Do you want to yeah. talk about, just at the top, uh, any of them that you think people should check out? So Morphin Grid is the most consistent one. Um, that is uh, Josh, who was also on a bonus episode, and I, we talk about every episode of the Power Rangers franchise, and we are... 630 episodes into it um, berserk we've done a lot <laughs> uh and we uh i don't know we started like nine nine years ago just over nine years ago and we are we're you know trucking through them and that's not counting bonus episodes or anything that's just like the the episodes um that one is i don't want to like say which of my kids is my favorite but like <laughs> that one's my favorite don't tell anybody else um then there's also kingdom smarts which is uh shannon manor 30 minutes at a time to explain kingdom hearts to me a person who has never played it and um, hasn't played it since we started. I have never played a single second of Kingdom Hearts. I I'm waiting for the day that you do actually pick up one of these games. I probably once we're done with three, because we're in Kingdom Hearts three now. But um, Shannon like looked at the kind of the 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 math between like how long we were in Kingdom Hearts two and how long Kingdom uh -huh. Hearts three is, and she said it's going to be an, uh, a while before we're done. Um, probably so, so maybe when we're done with that um i will pick them up and i do i want to stream them and this is going to be a this is a hello hyrule exclusive i'm just gonna stream one two and three and pretend <laughs> like that's the order they go in even though that is a <laughs> buck wild thing to do you're yes. gonna have people screaming at you oh they, <laughs> I, they're gonna lose their minds because like the first thing that happens in kingdom hearts 2 is they recap 
chain of memories. It's first thing mm-hmm. that happens in Kingdom Hearts 3. They show you 900 people that you never met if you didn't play Birth by Sleep or Dream Drop Distance or any of that. So um, I just played Kingdom Hearts 1. Actually, I listened to Kingdom Smarts uh, along with it, and it greatly enhanced the experience. Oh, thank you. But like, as I was playing it, just everyone who I told that I was playing it was like, you cannot go to Kingdom Hearts 2 after this. Yep. You cannot go. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but yeah. you can't. I'm also going to give you another cat. I don't know if I told you this because we talked a little bit about Kingdom Hearts last time I was on. Um, you you also have to play both of them. Yes. Because there's there's Sora's story in Chain of Memories and there's also Riku's story. And because it's a card based game that apparently is even clunkier in the like the remaster. Um, a lot uh-huh. of people just finish Sora's side and are like, good enough and don't touch Riku's side. But like most of the story is in Riku's side, um, it turns out. It's absurd. But uh, any in any case. But then you can play Kingdom Hearts 2. And then there's like six games that you have to play before you play the next numbered game, Kingdom Hearts 3. (laughs) I cannot wait for that. And before we move on to the proper episode, I do want to say every now and then I have like a minor existential crisis about how much Pete and I have already talked about Zelda Mm -hmm. and how much we will continue to talk about Zelda in the future. Um, But like I'll listen to an episode of The Morphin Grid and like hear how much fun you and Josh seem to continue to have 600 episodes in like still talking about these things. And it's like, oh, no, it's not really about I mean, it's kind of about the thing. It's kind of about Zelda. It's kind of about, you mm-hmm. know, Power Rangers. But like, it's kind of just it's kind of just friends having fun talking about a thing they love. Yeah. And you could probably just keep doing that forever. Yeah. Chris, after last episode, I think it really just comes down to like how many berserk theories I can craft before you give up. <laughs> you can shotgun out. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, I mean, specifically with, like me and Josh is because like we used to, when we started, we both lived in Austin and then for a couple of years, Josh lived like across the street from me in Austin and we worked together and so we hung out all day and then we would come and do a podcast and so like, up until I think Wild Force is the first one he's not there for because he moved to Kentucky. Him and his girlfriend moved back to Kentucky in like 2018. Uh-huh. After that, it kind of became like when do when, like we have like an hour and a half, two hours to like hang out and like we will talk about Power Rangers in the episode we watched. But like that is, you know, a much smaller portion of it because we used to like be able to get all the wrestling talk and all the other dumb uh... stuff out during work. And now it's like. Well, I haven't seen you since Thursday. Let's just <laughs> we're just gonna talk and we're already <laughs> recording, so here we are. Relatable. But I would say it gets it gets more fun the farther you go because it's like you like you get so established in like what you, like the what the show is that that mm-hmm. like that is just like second nature. Like that's already down. You don't need to worry about that. It's just like you just gotta have fun going forward and that's like the only real trick so. oh totally pete just a minute ago you mentioned some of the bonker theories that you've been coming up with oh so i think that is as good of a transition as any for uh, us to go right into the recap of the past few episodes last episode saw us realizing the great deku tree's parting words by bringing the kokiri emerald to the princess of destiny she told us about her dreams before sharing details of the Triforce's world-shifting power and its location hidden away in the Sacred Realm. We're then introduced to our very first Ganondorf and told we need to protect the Sacred Realm from him at all costs. Her protector, Impa, of the Sheikah tribe then points us to our next spiritual stone at Death Mountain, just past the town where she was raised, Kakariko Village. You missed a couple details there. Did I? One is a couple of Mario references that happen 
Good news, there's more. <laughs> Big Mario fan, that that king of Hyrule, just hanging out on just a bunch of Mario posters on his wall. <laughs> Speaking of him, we talk about uh, Zelda's dad, who does not believe her prophetic visions, despite her being the descendant of a literal goddess, sure. and how he deserves to be turned into a boat. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last thing that <laughs> is not really at all related to the previous destination, y'all... <laughs> What if Goma's your mom? <laughs> um, oh, Queen Goma? <laughs> yeah, what if Queen Goma, Goma's your mom hey. and also the Queen of Hyrule and your mom? Oh, hey, I'm so glad you said that because the thing that I was going to talk about that I may have alluded to uh, several times is my like, I don't I don't even call it a theory. It's just the thing about Zelda Ocarina of Time that I hold to be a truth and you cannot fight me on it is that. Um, Link's mom is the queen of Hyrule and Zelda is his sister. Like, like a hundred percent. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So audience, what you're hearing right now, Jake has not heard the episodes between one and now. No, I've only heard the, the travelogue and the, and Kakir. Those are the only ones that are out so far by the time that yep. I'm recording this. So. so Jake is fully locked in on what Pete and I have been building, but haven't been putting out over the past few episodes and, uh, just brought it naturally to the table. So, so are you presuming that, that, that Queen... <laughs> Victoria Hyrule comes into the thing to because because in my head it's like there's a civil war going on she has a son she already has a daughter I think Zelda is like right. older than him but I, I, they're probably Irish twins but like they're <laughs> like she's like I'm about to have a boy we're about to have a civil war that's not gonna mm -hmm. go great also he's like I guess would technically be the heir going by like how uh, the mm, gross royalty yeah stuff. gross like how england mm -hmm. does it and i don't i don't know how it doesn't make any sense to me because like the queen can still be the queen but sometimes the king can only be a prince depending on how it works anyway <laughs> um it's a bad system but i i fully believe that she's like i'm gonna i gotta get him out of here before any of this happens and she's like please mm -hmm. deku tree protect my son he's like sure mm -hmm. but you can't leave or you'll die now. <laughs> right. My assumption based on uh, later dialogue in the game is that your mom was like grievously wounded also okay. when she showed up. Sure. So like we're thinking currently somehow that uh, over the course of her death and burial, etc., that like she got like corrupted somehow and became the first Goma because in the timeline, this is the first Goma and they call her queen. Queen Goma. So let's start off with the spiritual stones, Pete. Oh, you want to start there? So each of the spiritual stones that the golden goddesses have crafted are given to uh, some form of royalty, right? Right. Or at least the other two, uh, rather. Not the great, not the one that mm -hmm. you find in the great Deku tree, but- It's King Zora and Darunia. They both have uh, the other ones. Right, exactly. Right. So then the Great Deku Tree has one, uh, which is kind of curious. Great Deku Tree ain't royalty. I... Great Deku Tree ain't royalty. But there is royalty in the Great Deku Tree. Can I present a, a slight, because I'm on board with her being, <laughs> Queen Goma being her, uh, being Link's mom. Um, because that is just goofy enough. What, uh -huh. if, what if we are looking at Great Deku Tree all wrong? What if we think, oh, he's a great protector. He protects the Kokiri forest and all the yeah. other stuff and the Kokiri. What if he's more of like a fey trickster god and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll take your kid. I'll sure I'll wicked protect your kid. And she's like, cool, I'm going to leave. And he's like, oh, yeah, about that. Um, you can't because you can only leave if you have a fairy. And that applies to literally everybody, Ooh. not just the Kokiri. Like, oh. If you try, if you come into the forest, that's why everyone in, in Kikiri Forest, aside from like the other monsters that are there, everyone in the Kikiri Forest is like, they're fine. But you never see anyone come in and attack them because if they try to leave afterwards, 
something happens. It could be a combination of things because we talked in the episodes coming out next, possibly this transition that these that the Kokiri are turning further and further into like plant people, that it might sure. be facilitated by the fairies. Which is why they all have one. See, I think that's what keeps them from being plant people. Mm. I think the fairy is sort of like your 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 get out of Korok free oh. <laughs> card. <laughs> um, and like if you leave without it, you like if you're a Kakiri, maybe you turn into a Korok or you turn into a plant person. But if you come in, so maybe he like tricked her and was like, oh, come on in. Sure. Here's your kid. And then he's like, then she realized he was turning into a spider lady. I was like, well, then I'm going to kill you, great Deku tree. And then that's why he dies is because she's like, I'm going to get up in there and just kill oh, you for wow. tricking me. I, I was even going to say, I mean, I kind I do kind of like that. But like even without even without the trickster element of the Deku tree's personality, like I do think that there's a chance that the queen, you know, knowing the war that was was about to happen would sacrifice her life like she would go into the forest knowing that there was oh. no way for her to come out of the forest. Oh, for sure. Oh. Yeah. I'm just saying if she turned into like a boss like evil big queen mm -hmm. goma that like to me it feels like there's an extra level of like i don't want to use the word malice too early there's a level of malice to it not necessarily the the goopy red substance but the you know the emotion mm -hmm. of like oh like i i did not know the entire deal and if you don't keep my son safe then like i'm gonna turn into a big spider and kill you from the inside out where is my hbo special about this i it's it would be so easy right it would be so easy <laughs> <laughs> what if the queen goma the transformation happened and deku tree like imprisoned her you like kept oh. her away from link to kind of hide it until mm -hmm. he needed to until he needed to see now i'm building it on the fly so then he just he just <laughs> name drops ganondorf so I go, yeah this guy showed up from the desert and he she, he put a big bug in me he did this he did this he did <laughs> yeah, this yeah, yeah, it was him it was uh, yeah um because like because deku tree i don't know how he knows things outside of the forest other than like if we if we play by like uh like you know game of thrones rules where like uh -huh. the, some of the trees are magic you know maybe he's just like i know there's a bad dude i know that link is like the boy that has to fight him uh mm -hmm. and so like He's going to end up killing all the big monsters in, in town anyway. And like, I don't want him to kill his mom. Uh, and so like, I'm just going to, maybe I'll, I'm just going to keep her in here and like hide her. And then like over time, over, you know, mm -hmm. 10 years, it just <laughs> I regret like, this. <laughs> it just, it, she kept getting worse because like humans aren't supposed to be in here unless they are given uh -huh. sort of special or be or maybe she was cursed because like there's we're gonna talk about a curse a spider-based curse in this episode oh um, but we know they exist so it, they're do. you know they're out there you said princess of destiny is, uh, and everyone made a face and i just had the real quick thought of like link is the hero of time but he's not every link is he's the hero of something right right is mm -hmm. every different zelda the princess of something Ooh, i and, like that and so like this one's the princess of destiny and uh you know the so there's the hero of the winds and the princess of the waves and wind waker and mm -hmm. you know or and however else they the, I, she's not the princess of twilight because like that will, might be a fake out but <laughs> i think I'd, I'd like to revisit that one because that's an interesting question just you know something to keep in track because i've never heard zelda referred to as anything other than like the princess um so mm -hmm. i don't i don't remember her being called the princess like having a specific domain dominion of princessness <laughs> I just tried to do a very quick Google as you were speaking, oh God. Uh, and I typed in Zelda nicknames, and uh, I did not get what I expected. Instead, I got a list that says Zell, Zelly, Zelly, Zella, huh? Zizi, Zelda. Zizi is cute as so heck. So Princess of Destiny's not <laughs> Princess of Destiny's not on this list. So I don't know about any other uh, nicknames.
Well, now now that we are 18 minutes in are to this already, recording. Are we already, boys? I'm going to pull the bus over. <laughs> yeah, this is looking bad for us. Let's get back on the bus and let's zoom right over to Kakariko Village. It's the the first time ever the tour bus threw a flat. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful Kakariko. Oh boy, the first time that I pulled up to Kakariko for this season of the show, it's like you you just walk up to that front gate and like the arpeggiated chords start playing on the guitar and you're just like, oh yeah, uh-huh. oh this is yeah. this is a safe place. I love the because like the pathway up is like stairs. There's like stairs just kind of going into the mountainside so you don't see Kakariko yep. until you go up and you hit the loading zone so you're like oh I'm going to Death Mountain that is not a very inviting place I don't like that's not going to be cool and you get there and there's like there's this cool little town that's got like windmills and stuff it's so good built at the base of Death Mountain yeah <laughs> And, like, not only did they build a town, they built a town in progress. Like, there's active construction going yeah. on all over this town, and, like, you feel it. Well, hang on. Is it is this the town still being built? Because originally, the, like, Kakariko was the, the hidden home of the Sheikah, right? Like, ninja mm-hmm. clan? Yeah. This is Konohagakure. Exactly. <laughs> and it was opened up recently by Impa to people who were like displaced or don't have homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so what I wonder about this construction stuff that you see going on in town, at least in the present, is like, did that start recently? Or is this like a um, an ongoing urbanization thing? Like, what's going on here? I think it might be new. Here's the problem. Here, like, Ocarina of Time, wonderful game. We all love it. We're all... I think it is so muddy on like the whole... Sheikah war <laughs> that happened. This is certainly not the Sheikah tribe that we saw in Skyward Sword a few games ago. It's also not the the Kakariko we see anywhere else in the entire franchise. This is the yeah. place that changes the most in the entire franchise. Yes. For me, like it was linked to the past and then this. Right. So like seeing Kakariko again and like it's the main town, right? Like Kakariko is like big main hub vibes, I think. Yeah. Well, especially, you know, post the time skip, you know, where mm-hmm. everyone's like, we got to go somewhere. And like, unless we die and turn into redeads. So <laughs> right. Yes. In the other games, I don't know if there is there a Kak- there's not a Kakariko in Minish Cap, right? Uh, not Minish Cap. No. no, that's just Hyrule Town. And then there's not one in Skyward Sword because there's no towns in Skyward Sword outside of like nope. I guess if you if you count the the several huts that the Magma are, are around <laughs> in because like the Gorons don't even have houses <laughs> in that because the, the Gorons one guy. are fully displaced. I yeah. don't think they're displaced. I think they're moving from somewhere else. That makes sense. We they're just not around, and then they like one guy's like, "Hey, I'm just checking stuff out over here," and then eventually. <laughs> It's like, this is where all the magma was before. Now they're gone. And I hate the magma, so I'm glad they're dead. But um, I understand that that might be. <laughs> um, I just don't like, they're so annoying. I don't. Um, I, I, I agree. It's fine. But back to the Sheikah. They give you this weird civil war lore about the thing. And then oh, yeah. you never, outside of Sheik in Super Smash Brothers, you never hear about <laughs> Sheikah again in another game until Breath of the Wild 20 years later well, as the crow flies. And they just go, here's a bunch of them. They're just 
hanging out now. Isn't there some in Twilight Princess also? Impaz. There's Impaz, who is an old lady who lives in a Wild West town. Um, you know, spoilers for when right. you get it's there. Hidden, hidden village. In the, yeah, the secret town of Katsuo Twilight Princess <laughs> version. Um, but like the, the thing that people think is Sheikah in Twilight Princess are twilight or nothing like they're the in, the hmm. interlopers are the only real reference to another group of people um uh-huh. there's like there's sheikah stones all over the place there's there's references to them but you don't see another one and then in breath of the wild you just go to a town full of them and i was like blown mm-hmm. away by that because like this is all the like it's so weird it's probable that they just hid somewhere right like after all of their war crimes at the very least in the during the, right. the civil war that they had to get out of Dodge and hide somewhere. Yeah. I Either that or, like, there's none left. Because, like, sort of the account we are given is that, like, there's just Impa left. Maybe there's more about it that I'm forgetting. It feels to me like the lore on the Sheikah is, is very, very muddy. Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely an implication that there are multiple uh, Sheikah. Like, we only see one. I don't know if there are multiple existing at this at this moment. Mm-hmm. But there's uh, the implication that during, like, the period of peace before Ganondorf's attack... Uh, that the Sheikah were around and actively doing stuff that kind of gave the impression that Hyrule was having a period of peace. And the reality is they were having that period of peace because the Sheikah were taking any enemy of the Hyrule royal family and torturing them and interrogating them. And that is, that's what the Shadow Temple is. Forgot about the whole CIA stuff. So gang, we're going to, we're going to start off with the Sheikah stuff at this point. Cause honestly (laughs) that bag is open and it's, it's honestly so much fun anyway. They do have blood on their hands in this game that they didn't have in Skyward Sword, right? Like so as far as we know. Right. So at Skyward Sword, they served Hylia. Uh their purpose was serving Hylia and, and guarding the Triforce. And and that was kind of it. Here they serve the Hyrule Royal family. And that's uh-huh. kind of interesting because it feels like do you think that they transition to serving the Hyrule Royal family because they caught on that, oh, this is where the mm. bloodline of the goddess is. And like maybe the people around didn't catch on about uh-huh. the bloodline of the goddess, but the Sheikah were always kind of in the know. Oh, so they so now they're like, yeah, 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 we'll, yeah. We'll work here for a while. We'll work here for a while. It de- That definitely feels like a thing of like, keep this secret. Do like, do not tell anyone that like the, the blood of Hylia is the princess mm-hmm. because like, there's a whole demise curse about them and who knows what else will happen. So like if we keep her safe, we are keeping the Triforce safe essentially. Right. And I assume over time, because we don't know how much time is in between then and now, uh, they, you know, uh, fell from the sky. They created a whole <laughs> kingdom and society <laughs> down here. So like we don't know how much time has passed, but I like it definitely feels like it could be a thing where like the Impas trying to protect specifically Zelda and Hylia and, and, and that versus any other Sheikah who are like maybe a little more zealous about it are like, we will just kill any threat to the Royal family. (laughs) We've got a whole torture room down in the well. (laughs) Little gung-ho about it. And what I'm curious about, right? Cause like, like I said, it almost seems like completely different motives. Do you think it's just by way of working for the Royal family, like the Royal family's end goals Mm. are just different from the Hylia herself never really made any malicious choices or or any evil choices like she was Mm. pure of heart i think we could say right so like under under Hylia the the Sheikah were kind of noble and pure i mean they were they were fighters but they fought Uh for a good cause but now that they're working for 
the royalty, oh. it's like, no, you worry you worry yeah. about the royalty first. Right. You're working for the guy who should be turned into a boat. Suddenly you're making bad decisions. Exactly that. Do you think that the royal family doesn't know that the blood of Hylia flows through them into the like because like I think so I think that might be the case. Because would would Skyward Sword Zelda tell her dad? Hey, by the way, I'm because like that's clearly how the royal family has to start, right? Because like he's the chief of the town. I feel like that is the thing that she just kept secret, and then like over the years, the message gets lost, and it you know it mm-hmm. it just morphs into a you protect the royal family and our interests, which now includes killing political opponents and whatnot. You know, uh huh. So then, no one would know about Hylia being in the bloodline apart from the Sheikah and the female descendants of the royalty of the royal line. Yeah, and and because like Breath of the Wild takes place so far down the timeline and it's like a reconvergence and like it's there's a lot going on with that. They don't talk about Hylia outside of the lake name um like True. between Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild they don't talk about Hylia because there's no games in between them like you know in release order but in sure, timeline sure, sure. order like it's literally as far away from each other as you could be so they might have hmm. just like that that thing might be the best kept secret in Hyrule history <laughs> yeah that'd be very impressive extremely impressive right if that's the case the Sheikah definitely killed Groose right <laughs> or he ran away to the desert to start the Gerudo. Um, oh no! And because and but because that also raises the question of like if they are if they are the assassins and the um, the spies and whatnot of the royal family, like how did nobody know that Ganondorf had some bad intentions and not try to stop that? <laughs> unless they went there and they're like, we're not going to mess around with the Gerudo. They are really tough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like if anyone's going to rival the Sheikah, it's going to be them. I, I don't know how we're going to pivot from this kind of serious political. Political, Game of like Thrones. historical conversation <laughs> into hey Anju the cuckoo lady is you know lost her chickens again because she's allergic good news pete i have more uh sheikah notes so we can hang out in this uh bad brain space for a little while okay. longer <laughs> so in the encyclopedia we do get notes about how sheikah are used in times of war as agents of the royal family uh who handle combat and intelligence gathering the cia and that they will do what is necessary to protect the kingdom right that kind of vague language that right. lets your imagination run wild when you get to the shadow temple i don't want to get too deep in the weeds but is maybe the yiga the torture side and the Sheikah that we see later is the protect the Hylia side. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it, baby. So let's talk about like the Sheikah symbol, right? Like we've been talking about the Sheikah symbol for uh, quite a while now. Uh, we first saw it timeline wise, speaking timeline wise, the first time we saw it was a tattoo on Impa's forehead in Skyward Sword. Right. And then we also saw it on the sealed temple door in Skyward Sword. Yeah. And then in Ocarina of Time, we also see it kind of all over the place, right? And uh, in its current form, it is an eyeball with a uh, drop. A single tear. A single tear coming out of the eye. Asterisk. And three triangles above it, which, duh, that's the Triforce. It symbolizes the Triforce. I never... Oh, my God. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I never put that together. I never put that together. Um, I... I'm not going to pretend like I put that together beforehand, but when when you said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, it feels like a thing that I've known. The The tear <laughs> is because of this nebulous betrayal of the high of the Hy- Hyrule royal family. Right. Is that 
That's the lore behind the tier. So here's I, I mm. I'm I'm saying let's build it out right here because I don't know that there is any real lore. But two things, right? The Triforce uh, coming after a period of time, I kind of like, right? Because at a certain point they started working for the Hyrule Royal family. They didn't start that way, and the symbol right. didn't start with the Triforce on it. But the tier gets emphasized more and more over time, right. and the crimes that the Sheikah do. Are, are greater and greater over time and they kind of culminate here in ocarina of time i totally think it can be read that way that like there's some inner turmoil for the sheikah tribe uh with what they're hmm. doing here i could have sworn that there is some sort of official language somewhere about how the tear and the sheikah symbol is because of either them betraying the royal family or the royal family betraying them we do know with the yiga the yiga are a branch of the sheikah tribe that have betrayed the main sheikah tribe uh and worship ganondorf right yeah and they and they flip that tear upside down they're making lemons out of lemon yeah <laughs> but i don't know of any specific details about them betraying the royal family although i do kind of hmm. like that their tolerance might be getting lower and lower over time oh you know what what? They they don't address this in the games, I don't think, but the, like the Yiga, the betrayal is probably how Malice gets out of the castle in the first place. How do you mean? Because there's the whole thing where like the next game is going to be like, you know, they go underground to find Ganondorf, right? And that's the source of all the Malice and stuff. Right. Like these guys letting that stuff out would be probably would probably count as like a good enough betrayal to oh wow the yiga being behind calamity ganon huh is that built out anywhere because like that could work i don't know because because that i mean that would make sense as to why like hey we have this cool plan and the people who are like we are also sheikah know how to work the stuff and therefore we can flip the switch from you know defeat ganondorf to get swamped by him i remember like very far but there was a website called the odyssey of hyrule and it was uh like this came out in 98 so i was eight when it came out i think i it was probably a, a just a brief history of it is all of my console my nintendo console knowledge is like years behind because i didn't get it until somebody else that was older than me oh. got the new one so i got a um i got a super nintendo in 96 when i was like Hey, this is a brand new system because I am six years old. So like, uh, <laughs> but I got it from like my cousin who is 10, 10 or so years older than me was getting a Dreamcast and he gave me his N64 in nice. 99, 2000, somewhere around there. But I played it. I played Ocarina at his house when it around when it came out. And I remember the early days of the internet of like, where you just type into, I don't, and here's the thing. It's been so long. I don't remember how you search things back then. <laughs> I just typed in Zelda give me something and the this website called the odyssey of hyrule popped up and i spent most of my internet time looking at this website and then when uh majora's mask came out there was a there was a sister site called the oddity of hyrule Ooh, oh nice and so i feel like there was a lot of like anytime there was like a, a leak there was the the song of sages i don't know if y'all know about the song of sages that sounds familiar there was a poster her name was like ariana or something like that she posted a screenshot of link playing a thing that said, you played the Song of Sages, and it was supposed to be like to get the Triforce. This is part of it. Uh, oh, that whole thing. Yep. It, here's the thing. Again, 1999. Photoshop doesn't work the way it does now. You couldn't just right. make this. Like, I don't know how she did it, but the thing that everyone was like, this is fake, is because Link's sword was on the wrong side. 
So whatever <laughs> she did, whatever photo manipulation, she flipped the the link image at some point. And so it was just like, that's how we know it's fake is because he is not a righty and his sword wouldn't be over there. Um, but it was like, <laughs> this whole thing, there was also like this stuff with the unicorn fountain, which is like in the, right. the, yes. the DD beta. Um, yes. And like you could get the, you could see the Triforce. I also watched like some commercials for the original, for like when it was coming out. And you can see the unicorn fountain in some of the original commercials for Ocarina really? of Time. Yeah, it's wild if you watch some of those early trailers because they used a lot of Zelda stuff to show off the potential of the 64. Yeah. And in 96, uh, Ocarina was a very different looking game than it was in 98. There, sure. I, huh. I feel like y'all have a lot of bonus episode potential on just looking up the 64 <sighs> DD or the beta stuff. Um, it's a good idea. Yeah, I've been thinking about making a Discord event of just watching all those old videos. But yeah, maybe a bonus app. I watched a couple of them because uh, a, a Twitch streamer that I like recently watched a bunch of old video game commercials. And the the commercial for the original Legend of Zelda in 1980-whatever is bananas. It is some <laughs> dude doing weird performance art just saying the names of enemies is strange. Really? I cannot imagine anyone wanting to purchase the game The Legend of Zelda <laughs> after seeing that commercial. With like, like, do you guys remember Ghostbusters 2? You know, the, yeah. the guy who was like trying to date Dana, who got he ended up getting possessed by uh, Ego yeah. Shandor. It's like if that guy was just going, P hat, <laughs> moblin. Like it's it, like it's so weird. It's the it's the strangest thing ever. That's um, amazing. But, but I also looked up a couple of the Ocarina ones and there's like the unicorn stuff in there. And I remember like looking into that a lot. And I spent hours just like trying to get into places. And then there was a the whole crooked cartridge thing. And I was like, do I want to? Because in my head, I'm like, mm. if I do that, I'm going to ruin the whole console. Like, uh -huh. I will I will break my N64 and I can't just sure. get a new one. Um, but but like I remember just like like going to the edge, trying to like get up the edge. And in Kakariko, where you can get there's like that ladder in the back to let you get up onto the, the top of the so you can look over the whole town. Like, uh -huh. that's yeah, that's what made me think, like, I can do this anywhere. Like, I could probably find a ladder somewhere anywhere that will let me get to new places um and because like you know i'm nine the game feels like it is the size of breath of the wild is now so uh, <laughs> for sure especially the first time you get into kakariko and there's like a day night cycle and people are doing uh -huh. different things based on the time of day yeah and everything. Oh, for sure it feels real yeah it feels real <laughs> speaking of all those people can i just finish running off some bullet points on Sheikah before we any final Sheikah lore <laughs> yes the final Sheikah lore chris i'm looking at the gps you have two minutes i did mention that they were used as agents of war uh, we did get the Mask of Truth a few episodes ago, which enables the wearer to hear the true thoughts of others, right? So, like, it's got the Sheikah symbol on it, the Mask of right. Truth. Sheikah are just able to read people's minds, maybe? Maybe. We talked about how gossip stones are likely, like, cameras planted all over Hyrule to, like, watch people and to gather information. Sheikah stones are are a buck wild thing that they decided to put into every Zelda game from here on. Indeed. <laughs> they super are. If that's the thing you're driving towards right now, Chris, I can probably give you a little detail that would help sell it right away. Please do. The name Sheikah might be a mistranslation for Seeker. Perfect. There you uh, go. Because there's a okay. file. I forget if it's like a texture file or a model file, something for, for Gossip Stones, where they're called Seeker Stones. Because they're also referred to as like shadow people at some point in the Zelda right. lore. And, the, you know, there's the whole like they are the spies and whatnot. Seeker also really works of like, especially now we're like, we don't know about Hylia and chronologically, like when the game came out, like Hylia doesn't exist. There's the game starts with the three goddesses and you're like, that's all. Right. 
they came down and they made everything and then they made the Triforce and left. And now you have to fight Ganondorf about it. Uh-huh. Um, but but like the Sheikah being people who are like looking for where the sacred realm is to like mm-hmm. cure it. Because maybe over the who, however many years they've just they don't know how to get back to it anymore because like that's a thing that's been lost to time. Or the rift moves. Or it moves. Um, that's something we've been covering uh, in the last couple episodes. Also, the Shadow Temple being this place, you know, purposefully used to torture, interrogate, uh, and execute enemies of the royal family. For kids. It is completely taboo for the royal family to speak of it, right? So, like, again, it's just this thing of, like... <laughs> Keep your mouth shut or you yeah. know what's going to happen. Right. They talk of this age of peace and prosperity about Hyrule Castle. And it's like, oh, it's because it's it's because the royal family is very consciously mm-hmm. keeping everything at bay, like keeping everything buried down. I just love this theme that, that there's that extra layer there in, in Ocarina of Time. Yeah. If you look at the details, there's there's enough that's layered there that, you know, you have to pick up from context clues. Like mm-hmm. what you just described, yes, but also the fact that we just got out of a civil war and possibly there's a post-war food crisis going on. Like there's all sorts of little <laughs> things going on like that. Game of Spiritual Stones. Where is the show <laughs> HBO? <laughs> there, also, the, the, the Sheikah Eye on the Gossip Stone is different from... The Sheikah Eye. It does. It is a. It is similar, but a variation. Am I? Am I remembering that right? It does have like a little banana mouth at the it's bottom. Got, it's a little <laughs> smirk. So maybe that's like the royal family at a certain point. Like they caught on to like the Sheikah and the the sad eye tear. There's security cameras everywhere, yeah. and they're like, uh, "This is a little too sad. This is a little too sad. Put the banana mouth at the bottom. Thank you very much. Put the funny mouth, and then later on, the Yiga will love bananas because of. <laughs> there you go. We're putting it all together. Because it looks like that's the top. Because there's no tear on the on the Gossip Stone, which is what I was remembering. We do these games in a chronological order for a reason, right? So, like, we'd be remiss to not bring up the fact that we see the Sheikah Eye on Time Shift Stones in uh, Skyward Sword. Yes. And now we have the uh, Ocarina of Time given to us by Zelda, but uh-huh. it's this artifact that was, you know, used by Sheikah, like, as a, you know, way to mm. put her to sleep. Well, do we know that the ocarina was used for that? I kind of got that impression that the ocarina was used. Because Impa said she would sing to her, so... Mm. Oh, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> so where does the ocarina come from, then? Time, time shift stone. stone. So it's made of time Because I think the, like, the, you know, where you play the Song of Time and the big blue block, I think that is a time stone. That too. Absolutely. Uh-huh. The Ocarina being also made of time stones. Yeah, that, that tracks. And I think that time shift stone is a technology specifically that, like, the Chica specialize in. Okay. I think, like, the ancient robots are a species that work very closely with the Chica. Are they, like, a proto-guardian kind of deal then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and they are little proto guardians because those the guardians also are a Sheikah. Uh, yeah. I, can, I can hear I can hear the improvisation in your voice, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling back, you know who else lives in Kakariko Village? Oh, can't wait to hear this. Who? I don't know the carpenters. <laughs> bunch of guys just a bunch of guys just guys being dudes. The main carpenter, his pants is the same texture as the little tiger statue. What? The what? Huh? He's wearing tiger pants. He's got, you know, have you seen it? Uh, it's, uh, it, it, I only remember it being in Majora's Mask, but I assume it's also in this one. Um, uh-huh. There's a, yeah, a little tiger statue on the mayor's desk. The main carpenter's pants is that tiger statue just wrapped <laughs> around him and under a shirt. 
That's pretty, it's a good detail. Maybe the tiger statue is the Termina version of specifically <laughs> the pants of Muto the carpenter. Sorry, Chris, Muto, I think you mean Master Craftsman. No. His name, Master Master Craftsman. That's what he was born and named as. <laughs> We're just going to call them their Majora's Mask names because it's, it's easier that way and yeah. it's better. Yeah. Anju is Anju. She might not call herself Anju in this game, but we know she's Anju. But that's Anju, yeah. She was Anju in Minish Cap. Let's talk about these carpenters. Right as we enter the village, we have Muto and his, his workers, Jiro, Shiro, Ichiro, and Saburu. Uh, they talk about how Impa hired him to build Kakariko into a proper city, but his young workers don't have drive. One moment. Wait, what did you say the carpenter's names were? The the lesser guys? Jiro, Shiro, Ichiro, and Saburo. I think those are all just based on numbers. Uh, Shiro oh, would really? be 4-0. Ichiro would be 1-0. Yeah. Um, Although Shiro wouldn't be correct anymore because in Japanese they changed with the word for four. Because it also means death, so they, yeah. they associate four with death. Um, San is three and Ni is two. Right. And that concludes most of the Japanese numbers that I have. <laughs> um, I know that Yaoyorozu means like a billion D. It's just like a fake number. That's why they gave Momo from gotcha. My Hero, because she's rich. So she just, her last name means infinity money. <laughs> <laughs> I found the tiger. I Googled the tiger and I found it. And I'm just Can gonna, I see it? Yeah, let me let me pop it in the. Uh, oh, perfect! Yeah. that's the pants, and his pants are, I guess, made out of that. Either that, or I saw a very convincing Photoshop, and I'm I just been tired <laughs> for shoveling snow all week that I took it as true. <laughs> you think he wears like tiger skin pants? He is kind of like a weird boomer. Like this is like the most like Bon Jovi listening character. <laughs> oh, the just, fact that he's the fact that he says no one wants to work anymore. That no whole yeah, wants yeah, to work yeah. anymore. And it's like you want him to just be like a, a dismissible boomer, but then like you meet the kids and they're all like they are all like actually pretty like kinda uh, we don't want Well they're work. not they're not all his kids, are they? It's I think it's just his son and Anju. Oh I didn't actually think about that connection. Anju is the carpet is Muto's father, a uh, sister daughter <laughs> her brother who doesn't have a name is muto's son his name is derek um uh, right I, don't, I, don't I just put uh, i just put tiger pants in the chat <laughs> oh the pants are tiger pants, pants. those the, are tiger okay. pants that's the, okay that's the same okay. model. oh yeah i think you're right this man killed the tiger and wore him his pants to show oh that he gosh. is the best craftsman in hyrule oh my gosh look at this official art of the tiger pants <laughs> tiger pants <laughs> tiger this the, pants this is now the tiger pants episode <laughs> anyway so okay okay we're so all over the place i want to mention really quick what this place looks like all right yes. kakariko village kakariko village it is a small little i'm gonna say like dutch inspired kind of like little village like nestled into the crevice of a canyon it looks like Yes. Yeah, for sure. They got like a tall windmill and a watchtower. Those are the only two things that really pop up across the skyline if it had one. Uh, everything else is just like a, a bunch of scattered little houses uh, along the cliff sides. Yeah. Yep. It's it's beautiful. I mean, and again, it's got that imposing death mountain right behind it. Mm -hmm. But it's such a cozy little environment in itself. And I think the music really kind of uh, lends to that. There's like just a dude hanging out on a roof. He's stuck. At night, he's I'm stuck. I'm going to get to him in a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, just, I don't know, just the whole vibe of this place is great. It only gets better on the 3DS. Really? Because, like, around here, yeah, because there's, like, uh, writing on walls and there's, like, flyers and stuff. I see. I saw some flyers when I was looking up some videos today. Especially, there's it looks like there's one that explains digging. <laughs> really? There's It's, like, a little hole and a shovel, and I don't know if it's, like, don't dig or it's, like, 
digging ahead. I, I couldn't tell because I, I wasn't playing it. I was just seeing it in the background of someone else playing the 3DS version. The only one that I wrote down was that it was some kind of looks like some kind of Goron entertainment venue or something or like an enter <laughs> like a, a dancer. Oh, I love that. Okay. I have no clue, but I'm I'm down for it. <laughs> you get like vague hints of like posters and whatnot in the N64 version, but it's also muddied. Like you get like mm. it kind of looks like maps on the walls, but uh-huh. it's not really anything discernible. Yeah, it's like lost, you know, lost cat flyers, and you know, this guy owes me money. Kind of thing. It's like you would never be able to tell what it is. It's just like what would right. you see on a medieval village wall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the 3DS one, there is more. There's definitely one that's just like it looks like a hole with a shovel. I can't remember if, it, if there was like a some sort of like you know bar sinister across it. Like, don't dig here because it's a whole digging game, which is absolutely abysmal in the ocarina. Uh, in the I don't know if it's any better in the 3DS one. Oh, in the graveyard where you gotta oh. like walk dampy to like uh-huh. that's the graveyard. For, yeah. We'll get to we'll that. Get to, it is a it is awful. Yeah, that's no good. <laughs> if you can catch him at the very first one, like then you are set. You don't have to do it anymore. That's <laughs> that's the great thing. But okay, we'll we'll tackle that. So back to the town. Never yeah. mind the fact that this place looks entirely different in in other games, and the fact that it is also like feudal Japan inspired by the time of Breath of the Wild, which is like so far down in history. I've got a weird like I don't know if it's a theory so much as it is me grasping at straws to try to understand why it keeps changing in such weird ways um but i feel like this place gets destroyed a lot and they just oh, rebuild yeah. it wherever they can and they keep calling it kakariko to be like it's kakariko for real link to the past one is like next to the forest it's it's near right. a forest it's a regular town it's nothing secret yeah. like this one is kind of like tucked away there's no windmills mm-hmm. there's nothing but it feels like after ocarina Ganondorf destroyed this place because it's where the Sheikah lived, and then they had to rebuild Kakariko somewhere else, and then they kept doing that for the rest of time. When you think about, though, like the amount of people that live here in Ocarina, at least, who are not Sheikah at all, they're just like refugees or homeless mm-hmm. people yeah. who were like invited here by the Sheikah, or by Impa at least, to, to take up roofs. If this right. place gets burned down, they're going to want another Kakariko, but it won't be, it'll be even further detached from the the Sheikah at all right for what it's worth we see this place take some damage by the end of the game also no we don't we see we see some particle effects on top and there's no actual damage yeah, but, it's, but it's also a... in the 3ds version <laughs> one of the windmill fins flies off but it's also still exactly. on the thing it's still there but it also came off <laughs> don't think about it too much don't think about it too much yeah but the only other time i can remember being under death mountain is in Twilight Princess, which is the like Mm. the child timeline where like Link went back and fixed it while he was 10 and like Mm -hmm. they threw Ganondorf. There's a whole thing. You guys are going to get there eventually. Um, But like that one is like the least amount of damage done to Hyrule because nothing that happens in that seven years and on happened. So like it's the only one that is like a direct it's still here and fine. Can we can I just say like I wanted to make a note of this. Twilight Princess's Kakariko Village truly feels like this place kind of give or take still standing like maybe it took some blows over the years a lot of blows it took a lot maybe a lot of blows but like generally speaking oops all blows no it still feels like a cool canyon town that's like a a few families like built up and like i love how close the twilight princess kakariko feels to this one like i in my brain uh twilight princess should have been the direct sequel to ocarina like i will die on that hill <laughs> the map is the same um it's flipped mm-hmm. on the wii version but other than that um you know like ordon is just where 
the Kakiri hmm. Forest is and everything else kind of oh. is in the same place from there. The Kakariko and Twilight Princess is not my favorite Kakariko. This one is. Um, but the thing I think about it as is that uh, just some rocks fell and there was a landslide and it kind of pushed everything closer together. So you had to move into more of a sort of alley, a big alleyway rather than the town that it is now. But it is the only That's one that's still at the foot of Death Mountain that I can remember. I'm pretty sure the rest of them are just because like in Breath of the Wild, it's like near death mountain but it's in some it's in separate mountains hidden right um in link to the past and link between worlds it is just like wherever it's you know far yeah. away mm-hmm. it's underwater probably in <laughs> wind waker <laughs> i think like i've heard that offset or outset island yeah. is sort of the kakariko of that because i was getting to that later but yeah it, it should it might be like up on one of the cliff sides yeah that makes sense but like that's the only one that's like kind of close other than it's not a minish cap but i don't know like if it's anywhere else in any other games because i like the especially the 3ds games i have no clue about it might be in four swords adventures so impa invited a bunch of people without homes for whichever reason into this place can i ask you something pete huh the people who they invited into these homes. I feel like I saw some dialogue somewhere in this game that implied that anyone who lives in Kakariko eventually works for the royal family. I don't know where you got, because I don't recall that. I don't remember them saying that. And also, that doesn't make sense to me, at least post uh, you know the seven-year gap, uh, because... Uh-huh feels like there's no royal family anymore and everyone who lives here is just like well this is the other town in the country um so yeah. we need somewhere to live if we don't want to be eaten by zombies i may need to revise my motto before the end of this recording session oh no hey you know what keep it my it can't be worse than mine so impa even includes lets people like take up lodging in her own home she doesn't live here anymore yeah, that's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, she has a house, but it she doesn't she I mean, she's yeah, she doesn't live here. She lives in the you know, the room next to Zelda, I imagine. Must be. She she's like an au pair plus captain of the guard or something. She, she's like a bodyguard nanny. She's she's like if you hired James Bond to watch your kids, which there is actually a Hallmark movie that came out about that very recently. <laughs> um that i heard was pretty good i was gonna say like that that's like a 90s movie waiting to happen it's, like yeah bodyguard nanny the pacifier with vin diesel i don't know when that came oh, out mid 2000s right. but yeah there it is <laughs> uh really quick i do want to mention something about impa's house since since uh i brought it up a moment ago count on the second floor is weird. right exactly so <laughs> she lives uh, above another house which has no entry uh, inside there there's no basement as far as i can tell not important what's important is that there's some guy here who despite i suppose living free in here you know being invited to live in someone else's home which is full of weapons and military notes i think intelligence of some sort he's mad at you no matter what age you are walking into this place the other thing is that there's like a cage built in into this place with a cow in it and a huge hole in the wall. And a heart piece. Yeah, that you could only get to from the outside. You can actually get to it as a kid if you got to grab a cuckoo and like right. mm-hmm. jump around on some beams and stuff. Um, you, mm-hmm. But you can get into it this back way as an adult apparently very easily. You just do you do some like Z targeting hops up on it. There's like some things and you right. will grab the ledge that the door is. And you will go right up through the ledge into the door automatically. <laughs> That's wild. I love N64 games because they were like just I don't know. We don't know how to make games like this yet. Whatever lands <laughs> lands and then just send it out. And so yes, you can for sure. So if, if you're kid linking Kakariko, you can do like three backflips and like backflip through the wall <laughs> into Ganondorf's fight at the very for end sure. and kill him with a stick. It's 
bananas. I love it. There's so many little broken uh, movement things in this game that are just so cool and fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, this is like a little indoor barn, right? I mean, impromptu. A second yeah. floor indoor barn. And I think we all know that cows can't go downstairs. So that's why the cow's still up here. Good point. Um, Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't make it in oh, even over the course of seven years, did not patch that hole. That's the cow door. This angry guy is sleeping cold every night. Oh, is that just, is that how, that's how you say, that's how you throw stuff up to the cow. Cause the cow's not going <laughs> to oh. jump down from there. So that's how you get like the hay up there. That's how you, you go up there <laughs> mm-hmm. to milk it. Like, yeah, uh, it's clear. Yeah. I think that makes sense now that I think about it. <laughs> the cow <laughs> on your second floor in your military house. <laughs> So I guess downstairs is where Anju lives with all of her cuckoos and she just like goes in and out through the window. Yeah, that must be what Anju does. She goes in and out through the window. Speaking of Anju, just to move us forward a little bit. Anju, if you've met her in Minish Cap, if you know her from Majora's Mask, which comes up later, she takes care of cuckoos. And for some reason in this game, she's allergic to them. The dedication to love cuckoos and to to take care of them, but she can't touch them. The She's an empath. Yeah. It's just like, it's like if you're like me, I'm lactose intolerant, but that doesn't stop me from eating ice cream. uh, Because that's just like that. It's exactly the same. Lactose intolerance is less an allergy and more of like a a promise of hurting yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So about Anju, she had to inherit this job. That's the only assumption that I can make here. It's part of Demise's curse. (laughs) (laughs) That must be it. (laughs) <laughs> there's malice in the milk there's no it, this isn't just a clever thing calling back to something or someone from a game calling ahead it's demises beetle forced to work retail for the rest of his days oh what a what a sad existence this demise curse tingle always chasing that like fairy high for the rest of his days a lot of people got roped into this thing my assumption is always that whichever if there's a repeating npc then whatever first version of them made some kind of impact on that generation zelda and then like hylia magic's like you know what you're coming along on the ride i i always just took it as like a you know how some people's last names or what their you know ancestors jobs were it's just they haven't gotten to the point where that's just their name yet you know like i'm my last name is mason so a million years ago somebody was putting stones on a wall and was like we're gonna keep being masons forever and i don't have to put stones on a wall anymore but anju hasn't gotten past the part where she has to always look out for cuckoos yet you know anju cooper always has to take care of the cuckoos that's her destiny yeah and eventually anju cooper the 96th she is a comic artist and it's going great for her but now in hyrule times gotta put those chickens in the coop man (laughs) (laughs) all right so your your comment just there made me look up uh what does the name anju mean oh anju in japanese means apricot tree oh that's adorable anju is also a hindu name which means one who lives in the heart Okay. Anju is such a good name. I mean, especially if to, with the Majora's Mask incarnation, it's very, very good. Let's talk about the Kuko minigame this time, because I got to be honest, the Kuko minigame, almost never good. It's just something you do for a heart piece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one, I kind of like this one because it's mm-hmm. really, it's it's seven chickens. And right. once you know where they are, they're always there. Okay. You've got infinite time. There's no timer. That's the great part about it. Yeah. You just have to get them back. And you can't like leave. 
or because there's a there's one of them it's like behind a, a wall that you can only get to with another cuckoo i think um, which i think is actually a really cool way to show some mobility stuff that's like right. new to 3d okay. games yeah i have to ask how did you use the cuckoo to get there because i had a whole other way to get get into that area Oh, I thought you, there was only one way. Yeah, Here, I thought gonna... you, you you go in the middle. There's like a little like uh, where the new construction is. There's like a there's like a ramp leading up. Right. And then you get uh -huh. on that and then you jump from there over to the post and you let go of the cuckoo midair and grab the thing and oh, climb over it. This Now oh. that I'm looking at your faces, this is the worst way to get there. I guarantee you my way's worse. <laughs> Wait, Pete, look at my picture. So I, I go close to the windmill, get on the cuckoo, and jump over a fence. I do a similar thing. I just think I, I did it. I, I jumped from where you probably jumped. I jumped over to the beams first and then forward. And instead of going to the corner, I go okay. straight to I um, got you. Okay, so, so close. Yeah. Okay. Now, both of you are being way too practical about this, okay? Because, like... Would you backflip over there? When I attempted to get over there by either of these ways, it did not work for me. He fell off of Death Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> he let go of K4 Gabora early. Hey, Chris, you're not far off. So, like... <laughs> so, like... I would try, I would try everything. I tried everything. Eventually, I climb up the watchtower to get a good look at stuff going on okay. around there. Okay. I look around. If you go up and face away from the ladder, like the way you climbed up, and then you strafe jump to the left. <laughs> you evil Knievel your way over to it. Not only that, not only that, you land on top of the fence, and you can actually, if, you, if you're very careful, you can talk to the roof guy early that way. Oh, and he lets you go to the... <laughs> Tell me this is a thing you accidentally did like the first time you played Ocarina and no. it stuck in your brain. No, okay. no, no. Okay, because strafe jumping as a solution to anything, you know, is not going to be the primary solution. I don't know where, but I feel like there's definitely one or two points where I was like, the only way I'm doing this is to like, even as a kid, I was as I was like, I know I can jump sideways kind of far if i do this mm -hmm. so maybe that's how i do that and it's i did it for one or two things but i know that that is never the intended solution <laughs> no that's how you get across hyrule field if you want to go fast but like that's about right it. uh really really quick so this this was <laughs> my absurd solution to this whole thing because the there is a path in the future to walk through the bazaar to get to the back alley to this area you know you don't yeah. have to carry a cougar yeah. or nothing like I was at the edge of my wits. So I did this little jump, found the, the roof guy. Can you guys guess what in my randomized file for Ocarina of Time the roof guy gave me? Nocturne of Shadow. No, that's too close to here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's a song. I'm just going to give it a blanket statement if he gave you a song. Because I've seen that <laughs> okay. in randomizers, which is buck wild. Did he give you the Bigoron sword? Chris, wow. Yes. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm playing a randomizer run right now, and I know exactly the feeling you must have had. <laughs> Did he, if you, okay, I have a question about randomizers. In Ocarina of Time, yeah. if you get, let's say you uh -huh. get the, you're, you kill a gold sculptula and it pops out a Bigoron sword, right? Uh-huh. Because I'm assuming that that can happen at some point. You can configure randomizers. D okay, depending on yeah. like your, how your logic works and all that. So it's whatever, you get the Bigoron sword, right? If you later get the broken sword, does it overwrite the Bagoron sword and then you just have the broken version forever? I've got to imagine that no randomizer worth its weight in gold is going uh -huh. to have a glitch like that be able yeah. to happen. And all of that stuff goes into the bottom right slot, right? That like extra uh -huh. item spot, right? Which you can overwrite. You know what? Actually, Jake, I just realized there is an answer to this. I did actually overwrite something once in this. Okay. Because I had the uh, uh, egg that Anju gives you in the future. 
uh, to, to go wake up uh, Talon. I then at some point, for whatever reason, went back to the present and did some happy mask stuff. And that mask overwrote the egg. Okay. So were you able to get the egg back if you... No. Oh, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Hey, 1998, okay. I have some complaints about your video game. <laughs> <laughs> so there are multiple randomizers out there, and I'm sure some of them have different like logic built in to like handle those situations. I've found most things like handled pretty cleanly. Anyway, Anju, we have seven chickens. Uh, it's, I mean, we won't go through all no. of them. I yeah, think we don't the have most to give interesting exact locations. No. Yeah, the most interesting ones are the ones that make you grab a cuckoo and jump and like do a little glide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some that are hidden in boxes and they're all very audible so you can like kind of follow your headphones if you're playing with headphones or whatever to find them or if you're for example 10 years old you can run around in circles going where is that chicken clucking from i will never (laughs) find this chicken for the rest of my time on this earth well because one consistently finds itself in a crate yeah yeah look sometimes you just the chicken wants to be safe and nestle and the crate best place to do it apparently so you bring all seven back to anju she tells you she's allergic to them or else she would have done it herself. Yeah, right. We listen, we've seen enough of Anju to know she wasn't doing that herself. No way. I think this she's got a lot more ingenuity than the, like the previous one, because like she, she actually gen, like genetically engineers, you know, a hypoallergenic one yeah, over the course of seven true. years. His name's Kohiro. Yes, Kohiro. <laughs> um, she also gives us as a reward our first empty bottle, which is very valuable in this game. Super valuable. I would say in uh, the Zelda series, probably the most uh, valuable object uh, pound oh, for pound yeah. is a bottle. You can put a whole princess in here in one <laughs> game. So, uh huh. You guys want to talk about some spooky, scary spiders? It's. I would like nothing. I would. More. I would love nothing more than to go than to go chulin. All right, you guys are much more excited about these guys than I am. You know how when you go looking for Sasquatch, it's called Squatching? Uh-huh. So oh. when you go looking for Sculptulas, it's called Chulin. <laughs> <laughs> We're going Chulin. I We're like going it. going Chulin. All right, so there is a uh, decrepit house kind of in the center of Kakariko. It's all, like, dusty and haunted. a bit broken down. Uh, yeah, its most notable feature is it's haunted as f- <laughs> It's very haunted. <laughs> And it's it's haunted in the way that like Cronenberg movies are haunted. That like oh yes, not, it's not a ha- it's not a ghost in here. It's just horrors beyond the imagination that man was never meant to see. You wish it was a ghost. Listen, we're going to talk about ghosts in a minute. That's going to be a nice <laughs> summer vacation in comparison. Yeah, this guy, his whole body is part is like a face, but it's also a body of a spider, and you... it's. <laughs> you know, Chris, when Vati's figurine description says his body was shattered, kind of that. This is a shattered body. Yeah, and it's the the curse shattered them and put them back together, but they only <laughs> had spider parts left outside of like your arm and your leg and <gasps> part of your face and your hair. Uh, but they're not in the places you would think they'd be. I just have the word why underneath the picture of the Skullchilla guy. Well, I can tell you exactly why. Oh, please do. It's because there's a very greedy family and something cursed them to be spiders now. Yep. I would love to know exactly what did this because that would make a great boss fight, I bet you. Right? The spider god of, of yeah. greed cursed You're them? You're going to fight, like, go fight Lolf? <laughs> yeah. Like, in my head for the longest time, I had just assumed that 
because I forgot the sculpture. It was like a regular monster in it. Uh-huh. And I just thought that there was like a golden spider deity that did a curse to them. And that's why you have to go find the gold spiders. I don't know how I got that in my head, but uh, that's just what I have run with since then. <laughs> Interesting stuff. I'm going to pin this on the ancient cistern, something like yeah. that. Cause there remember, remember Chris, mm. the, the old, the old myth about the spider. Remember where you're climbing up that silk, the spider silk. Yeah. With the red, the yeah, red yeah, line. Yeah. yeah. Like they got greedy. I don't remember this at all. What Chris, happened? So it, Chris, so the, was I on this season? <laughs> it's also like a reg it's cause it's a, it's a retelling of like a, a Buddhist myth, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh. uh, is, is there a guy, uh, it was like a thief or something. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do it. And, but it was like, I'll give you one chance. Here is one red silk that goes down and he, uh, climbed up it. But then he was like, I want to go back for this thing. And then there was, that's why all the, all the zombie, uh, mob try to get you and drag you back down yep. when you climb up that one thing yeah. wild hey y'all there are sculptures in the ancient cistern just gonna put that out there huh and then there's a there's a whole queen goma who got turned into the ultimate spider <laughs> yeah spider it's true. curses is real i just i think you guys might have hit on something <laughs> something real there's some kind of deeper thing and they tell us that if every spider of the curse in the entire world is destroyed the curse would be broken when you destroy a spider of the curse a token will appear you collect it as proof uh don't only look for them in the open but but also inside dungeons. Of course, this is just our dream. You don't have to do it if you don't want to. One of them, you have to pour bugs into a hole in the town and it will pop out. Also, right. this is a real 100 Deeds of Eddie McDowd situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm realizing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they say that if you break the curse on my family, we'll make you very rich, which is just like you, the reason why you got curses because you took all that money. Yeah. Why? I don't want it. Right. I'm going to buy a fish. Because they give you a wallet and they give you they give you a money and they give you a heart piece at some point, I'm assuming. But like at some point. Yeah. Uh, but like whenever they give you money, I'm like, are you sure that this is the, this should be the reward? Like, are we just like positive that this is what you person cursed by greed wants to be giving back to the world maybe you didn't learn the lesson i do think that uh, for the last one you can always re-up on the reward like if you leave and come back you can get that money reward again so maybe they just yeah. want to keep getting rid of it but this is the mirror shield problem in the minish cap sure they give you infinite money but they give it to you at the absolute end of the game like yeah. there's no way you can get yeah. all of those sculptulas unless you have the whole map open that is definitely a problem it's just useless money no longer matters they kind of do the same thing with um it's like and i think he's a direct reference is uh giovanni in uh twilight yeah. princess mm-hmm. um it's the post souls which i never finished because i did every single thing in that game except for one post hole and then overwrote my little brother's file on mine <laughs> oh that's um, right that it was stinks. a horrible horrible moment worst worst moment of my zelda life uh-huh. um but it's it's sort of the same situation where like you can get money from him sort of like ad infinitum but like it you're done like what do you need to buy left you can hold a th- unless you want to like get money to put in your wallet to power the magic suit there's really nothing else for it yeah maybe you want to buy a million bomb chews and deku sticks uh guys no 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 no. i this is what he does so no, this is the first time no, you're on a main episode this no, is what he does no this is not a taste thing this is okay. not a taste thing i just they taste like pennies they taste like pennies. gold sculpture gold sculptures taste like pennies oh, uh. <laughs> look at him oh you're right use your noggin you're right <laughs> so i i just made a terrible terrible realization and I don't know okay. where it's going to go or if it does go anywhere. You look like you don't want to say it. And I it's, don't think you have to. So gold sculptures, <laughs> huh? Spiders, right? 
And uh-huh. the ancient cistern I said a moment ago. Guys, how many limbs does Coloctos have? Does he have a hundred limbs? <laughs> maybe the same amount as a spider, maybe? Oh, no, no, oh. no, 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 no. Listen, you leave Coloctos out of this, our pure sacred boy. He has six. Uh-oh. The spiders six. have six. six. No, the spiders have eight. Spiders have eight. Six arms. And how many legs? Two, the two legs. You always got to... It's a Spider-Man when he grows the extra arms problem. Is you go, Col- That's only six arms, but then you realize legs is limbs, Coloctos too. Coloctos is a spider. Now, Coloctos... What? Coloctos has spider... Like, uh, he's he's uh, a gold man with spider arms. Hold on. I just want to say, because Chris just dropped this in the chat. Uh, he has no legs. He has a he has a, a basin that he is He, he stands on. up. He stands up halfway oh, through the does fight. He, he well, does stand up at some point in the fight, but he uses the bottom two hands to do so. Gold sculptures are made out of Coloctos, then. I think there's only one way to go about it. No. <laughs> they melted him down and made him spiders. Oh, no. <laughs> we have one objective good boss in this series so far. You cannot, you cannot taint no, it. No, I think this makes them better. I think this is even, because there's something going on in the ancient cistern about an anti-greed kind of thing, like uh, and gold and spiders and something going on there. Talk about recurring curses. Uh, I did just uh, ask Google what the name Coloctos means, and okay. it said it's the Girahim guy. Don't even go down this path right now, Chris. <laughs> it, it blocked me on that one very early. <laughs> Nothing of value comes here. Yeah. I, I apologize. I am now the distraction man. I apologize. Anyway, let's talk about the rewards we get from this quest because this is why i will speak with a resentful tone about the spiders these stupid sculptures every time they come up in this season at 10 tokens we get the adult's wallet it's good. fantastic adults a uh, larger wallet is always good here uh-huh. yeah that's 500 right instead of 99 200 i think yeah 200, okay giant goes to 500 20 we get either the stone of agony or the shard of agony based on if you're playing the original or the 3DS version. Very cool. Not sure where they changed it. Yeah, which is fantastic. It's literally an N64 expansion pack, and it vibrates whenever mm-hmm. you are standing over a secret, which is invaluable in this game. Especially if you're doing a randomizer, I imagine uh, having something rumble telling you where to go um, is, might be very helpful. <laughs> it really is. I found the mirror shield buried under Kakariko. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we we should do a whole lore episode based on our randomizer runs. We should just make up new lore to Zelda. Trying to figure out what it means. Speaking of dismissing wild lore, as much as, like, so we have a Discord now. We see people going uh, buck wild on, like, different theories and whatnot. Absolutely ham in there sometimes. Yeah, it gets wild. No one ever talks about the Stone of Agony or the Shard of Agony. True. That's, like, the line. That's, like, the Switch t-shirt in Breath of the Wild, where people are like, we can't. We can't. Yeah. And this is so weird to explain, is that, like... The N64 had a a slot on the back that you put your memory card in and the controller. And you also could put a thing there that made your the whole controller shake. Yes. There's nothing else that that was that that that, that did that for. Uh if you were playing GoldenEye maybe when you got shot it rumbled, but like uh-huh. other than that it you know, it just did that. There's no other reason that the Stone of Agony which looks like an N64 rumble pack is anything in the lore. I don't I just think that that's like a, a game mechanic and you can't do anything else with it they did make it a cool jewel thing in the 3ds version which uh-huh. like good going grezzo i feel like we should have like a, a jingle for like every time grezzo knocks it because boy oh boy <laughs> we dunked we spent all of season three dunking on grezzo but like yeah we, we talked about like when they do something original that's when they're in trouble but when, yeah, they, yeah, when yeah. they do like a remake of something pristine yeah game of thrones problem there you go exactly First four seasons rule 
There last you go. Last three seasons, the worst television I've seen in quite some time. <laughs> and I've watched a lot of bad TV. Yeah. 30 uh, Skulltulas, you get the Giant's Wallet. More rupees, never Very a thing good. to complain about. 40, you get a bomb chew. Nah. Okay. One bomb chew? Probably 10. Let's be, let's be real. No amount of bomb chews is really that yeah. one. <laughs> Nothing I can buy. Who cares? Yeah. 50, you get a piece of a heart, which is like, all right. Like, I mean, it's, it's like bad. the obligation thing reward, you know? Like, all right, uh-huh. this is fine. And then yeah. nothing for another 50. You get 100, which means you've scoured the map, because these things are in every area on the map, and you get a huge rupee, which essentially just fills your wallet up. Yeah. The, like, you do get the satisfaction of uh, of making Jeff Bezos' family human again, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why you would at that point. I feel like the last thing should be the piece of heart, right? Like, If it was to, only 50, sure. Oh, buddy, the thing about it, that, right? the thing about that is if you want to get all the hearts, then you have to do all the skull chillas. I'm not saying it would be fun or good, but I just like, like mechanically, wouldn't you want the final thing, a thing that you want to have to get? Because like Holy, after you yeah. get 50, you don't need to like this. Sorry. Your son Jimmy's just gonna have spider hands for the rest of his life, and you're just gonna have to figure out how to deal with that. Look, it, the other ones are good. The other kids are good. We fixed so many of them. He, he'll be happy one day. There should have been whatever it was, whatever like a piece of Kalakdos that this dude stole, or whatever it is, like magic artifact that like put this curse on him. That should be what you get for doing this whole thing. Like, oh yeah, the evil's gone out of it. You can just have this. I'm giving it away. You get a scimitar. Yeah, a yeah. scimitar. You get a cool weapon. Yeah. You get a cool, like an even better shield or like maybe like a yellow tunic. <laughs> I do like the idea that if you are greedy enough to chase this reward, that like the final reward you get is kind of just something useless. Like, there you go. You you did it. Yeah. You finished the thing. Are you proud thing. of yourself? Are you proud uh-huh. of yourself? What it's, are you going to do with all that money, Link? It's the Korok golden poop all over again. Yeah. <laughs> and as someone is. who has that in his inventory in Breath of the Wild, I can tell you. Hey. I don't I don't know if it, the reward is worth it, but seeing every square inch of the map was nice, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is possible to strike any member of the cursed family while they're uh, Skulltulas, mm-hmm. and what? they will start attacking you. Yeah. What? Until until you leave and come back. You can hit them in the back, and then they will attack you, and if you leave and come back, they're like, hey, it's okay. You probably thought I was a big Spider-Man. I get it. <laughs> By what manner do they attack you? They'd spin around and hit you like regular Skulltulas. Oh, oh, okay. Do they yeah. chase you out? No, I feel like if that <laughs> happened, then I would have thrown my n64 <laughs> through the window and never play and i would be doing sports right now or something um, I, I would have gone outside and I, would, I would be an astronaut like i wanted to be when i was 11 oh boy all right let's uh let's bang out a few of these houses uh really quick so i believe that this lady in red in this house over here is the head carpenter's uh wife if you enter at night oh maybe she's not if you enter at night the three workers are in here talking about Mm -hmm. how sore their hands are and how hungry they are i think this is like a soup kitchen or something while the head carpenter is in disbelief for how much they want for such little work at night you also see the head carpenter's son under the tree who this kid is like a whole talk about like vibes this kid's a whole (laughs) oh yeah this is angie's brother she's like specifically like okay can you go find my brother and you're like so good news bad news (laughs) (laughs) he looks like this is 1998 it's like, all right, maybe he's not listening to Slipknot yet, but he's probably listening to Corn or Limp Bizkit. I feel like he is at the very least listening to something that 
my parents would not have been super into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. Bare minimum. <laughs> you know, there's an explicit content warning on whatever. Yeah, and they were like, to. you can't listen to that. And I was like, yeah, sure, 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 sure. And then I found like an Eminem CD anyway. You know, uh-huh. in 2001. It's Eminem. It's probably Eminem. We found it. <laughs> Some shady LP came out by then. Sure, for sure. He says people are disgusting. My own father and mother are disgusting. You must be disgusting too. Which is well, like, gee, thanks. As a kid. Yeah. This right. is the Gen Xist character in <laughs> the Zelda series, like for sure. It might uh, be. So you're seven, and this uh, te- this angsty teen said you're disgusting. That's why uh-huh. you know that's fine. I mean, you know, it, knowing that he later at some point wanders into the woods and is never seen again, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna say yeah. outright he deserves it, but you know. Well, to, well, to be his. fair, you're you're ten, so totally different. <laughs> That's true. Ten year olds are disgusting. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about the windmill? I think you mean the question mark. <laughs> Thank you, Jake, for saying it for me. There was a question mark after windmill when I said it. It's just the implied okay. part before the question mark. It's a silent windmill. <laughs> This is this is weird. I'm glad you brought that up, Jake. Why? Why is there this mystery around what this location is? Oh, you know why? It's because there is a stable time loop that occurs exclusively in this <laughs> this one building. Sure, but they didn't write that. I guess maybe I, I don't know because because it shares the map with Dompe's race course. Oh, so like this is so that whole area is loaded when you come in here. Then? I think so. Yeah. Oh, huh. Shoot. <laughs> Those 64 bits really, you really got to get creative with them, huh? Having said that, though, like to go walk into this place as a kid, not knowing any of that stuff, and you walk, it's a windmill. Some dude lives in here who's cranking music 24 7. Hurdy gurdy, man. man. And it just says question mark. Like, yeah. yeah, it's an extreme mystery. Who are you, Guru Guru, <laughs> if that is your real name? It's not. Also, the song rips. Like, the first time you hear the Song of Storms, come on. The Song that's... of Storms is like eye opening in terms of Zelda music. You're like, oh, wow. This is like, totally. this is good stuff. If I'm remembering correctly, when you come in when you're a little kid, he's like, I'm trying to figure out a song. And then you yeah. go to the future and you come back and you show him the song. But like the stable time we have is with him, right? So, but like right now, he's just like, mm-hmm. I just live in a windmill. Don't worry about me, kid. Yeah. So, Gurgur Man <laughs> essentially is talking about how he's just a happy music man who wants to come up with a musical theme inspired by the way the windmill goes around and around. Right. It's just a fully 100% joyous dude. This feels like a demise curse that you're about to do to him because you're because because <laughs> look when you when you give him the song it ruins his life yep so <laughs> forever to to where he ruins his own life continuously but yeah we'll be back here in a minute we're going to talk about the windmill in, in great detail in the future but I do while we're here Nintendo knocked it out of the park with their uh, depictions of male pattern baldness in 1998, <laughs> uh, The Legend of Zelda. It's progressive. Time. Like between the bearded dude in Castle Town and uh, Guru Guru Man in this game, which again, his name in this game is not Guru Guru Man, right? It's like win- it's like music man yeah, organ grinder man I think it's organ something grind. like that. i think it's just like the organ grinder yeah Jeez, i know i made this comment during the minish cap season but organ grinder yeah. is just not the thing you name it's, something that's not a villain right he's playing a hurdy-gurdy right 
Yeah, hurdy gurdy. This is the hurdy gurdy man. Hurdy -gurdy this man. is not the hurdy gurdy man. No, that's a, okay. That, I'm, I'm far enough into Minish Cap where I know that that's a Minish man that uh, grew up and is now doing who knows what. Who knows what he's getting it's up so to. So wild. Hurdy gurdy man was the Lynx mom of our Minish Cap season. <laughs> I do believe. Um, I also just want to say on the record, I am fully down with the Link must die uh, kind of uh, mantra yeah! of the season because it took me. Because when you said that in the episode, I was like. Pete, what the heck are you talking about? And then like 10 minutes later, I was like, <laughs> the timeline before he gets the ocarina and messes yeah. with time keeps yeah. going. And so there is a third secret timeline. It's the fallen timeline. It's not. Yeah. yeah wait. It's back to the future wow. logic. So good. Love it. <laughs> um, one last thing in Kakariko. There's a gatekeeper here who we talked about briefly in the mask quest. You give him the mask for his kid. He wants the Keaton mask for his kid. You know, his kid. The the, the it's definitely the truth. But yeah. not more important than that because we didn't mention this in the in that episode. Is that uh, you want to bring Zelda's letter to this dude so he'll let you through the gate up to Death Mountain. Yeah. Yep. And he accepts that. He lets it go through. But he plays it off like it's a prank. He's like, oh, you crazy kids. Go on up to the volcano, well, kid. What I love is that he's <laughs> like, I know what Zelda's hand... I know what the princess's handwriting looks like, kid. And I'll, uh -huh. I'll play with you. <laughs> you. You should probably get a real shield. I am an adult and you're a child. You should get a real shield if you are going to go up there, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just another Hyrule guard that's simply not very great at his job. Oh, no, he, he might be the worst one, actually. He might be the worst one. All right, so let's... I'm thinking we tackle the graveyard, and then we jump forward in time. Does that sound good to y'all? I agree. Yeah. So uh, graveyard is, like, just north of town, right past Anju's henhouse. Yeah. Something fun that I saw online when doing some research uh, for the graveyard, and this has nothing to do with anything in reality. <laughs> okay. So I'm playing the game now. On the, I'm playing like the PC port. The ship? Are you playing the ship of Arconia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it rules. Hey, do you want to know what freaks me out about that? Hmm? What's that? 1060 FPS and Zelda Ocarina of Time was not meant to, Link was not meant to roll that smoothly, I don't think. I felt similarly about 3DS animation, actually, uh, for this game. Oh, like, really? Like just doing a backflip has like 50 more frames to it. <laughs> yeah. And also another back benefit of playing it is i can uh see these areas in like 1440p and i'm noticing little details like behind the graveyard there are some snowy mountains and i'm oh, wondering really? like okay i'm not gonna like theorize that areas that came 15 years later existed on this map but i'm okay. wondering if this was the inspiration for snow peak and twilight princess oh i would buy it because like snow peak is one of the only new places in twilight princess and it is it's across the map it's a, so it's across the map but like we don't know which way that, i don't know which way that's facing because like yeah we could yeah. say that's west no one can you say can't we're wrong tell when you're you go through three loading zones to get like who knows where it is right so yeah it's it's just a cool snowy mountain in the distance i love the way it looks uh and it's it's yeah i i hope that's snow peak mountain because i love the yetis in snow peak mountain and i want to think that there's more yetis that's up there right so now so interesting i haven't thought about like i didn't actually even give those mountains any thought i mean because any reasonable person wouldn't there's no reason to think about you those can, mountains you can barely see them right because they're like uh -huh. it's you know through like the yeah. fog of war and like it's you right know, super like, it far might away. as well be the paramount logo. right yeah there's two pixels of them on the actual <laughs> n64 yeah <laughs> uh so let's talk about this graveyard a little bit it's pretty small 
you go forward a bit, there's a big gravestone and then there's layers of smaller gravestones. The first big gravestone we come across says, here lie the souls of those who have given all to the royal family. The Sheikah guardians of the royal family and founders of Kakariko watch over these spirits in their eternal slumber. Oh, did, did the one on the 3DS change? Because I have R.I.P. Here lie the souls of those who swore fealty to the royal family of Hyrule. Interesting. Mm. This graveyard's just full of links, right? No. Hold what? on. What? No, I don't. <laughs> no. There's only been two. <laughs> there's been there's been other heroes. Maybe not necessarily I links. Forget about I forget about four swords. No, this is all the dumb guards. Here lie the the souls of those who swore fealty to the royal family of These Hyrule. These are dead Sheikah. I'm I, I'm. This is a this is a, a mass grave of dead Sheikah down there. I you think so? I could see it being Sheikah. That's what I think. The at least at least when you go down to the 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 big special one, the Sun Song one, there's like a bunch of bones around. I think that's just uh-huh. a bunch of Sheikah bones. Some of the bones are actually from animals. Some well, so they brought their cows with them. I don't know what to tell you. I don't like that. <laughs> that's why that's why Impa keeps her cow close to her in her house because she loves it very much. That's a fair point. I think it's safe to assume that these are Sheikah or soldiers in the Hyrulean War. You might have a point. Maybe you have a point. There's definitely more graves than there would have been soldiers. I'm just going to say that first. But you can open some of these and jump in and find them and find like little goodies. Mostly money. One time you can find a Hylian shield. So it could be soldiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one thing you get later that I'm going to like say definitely hints towards Link. No. We can, you know what, Nung, hold on. We'll just <sighs> leave it for now. We'll just it's come back to It's not the song, later. right? That's okay. Not, listen, not, I don't no, know. He's thinking of the hook shot, and it's not Link. <laughs> Dompe just has a hook shot for some reason. No, we'll prove it out. He, okay, you know, if you want to do it now, we'll do it now. I'll throw it down. <laughs> I specifically don't want to do it now. <laughs> Dompe says he dug it up. He dug it up. And what is he digs around here all day? Okay. Should we, should I, I will give you one dead link down here, but this is not a graveyard <laughs> full of dead links. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Okay. Fine. I will also compromise. There is one dead link somewhere in this <laughs> field. Two, three dead links, timeline wise. <laughs> there could be down here. <laughs> oh man. Links okay. and Impa is my final offer. Anyway, we'll go. We'll go on. <laughs> we do have a bunch of gravestones here. The gravestones are kind of cool. They're like these little, I don't know, tablets on the ground. They have the Triforce on them. We have a little kid playing uh, through the graveyard, which in the is daytime. In the daytime, which is kind of cute. Uh, he talks about how he idolizes Dompe and how he wants to go on Dompe's heart-pounding grave-digging tour. That's adorable. It takes all kinds. I I think that's real. That's I think, I think that's really cute. Because like when I was when I was like six, I wanted to be the Lion King when I grew up, and that's unrealistic. <laughs> and then I grew my hair out, and now yeah, I can be. You the kind Lion. of are. You're the Lion King of podcasting. That's what they call. I'm putting that in my Twitter bio. <laughs> um, the uh, but like I just like because like uh, my my friend Kaylee, who I, who I you know grew up with, um, like she's a funeral director now. When we were in like elementary school, she was like, I want to be a funeral director. Okay. And so, like, th- I just think this is, like, a nice little, like, some kids are into that kind of, you know, that love weird it. stuff. Everyone's got dreams, yeah. you know? You give this so. kid a re-dead mask later. We spoke about it a couple episodes ago. You give him a re-dead mask later, and he's like, mm-hmm. look, I really am Dompe now, which is, like, God, That's I'm- rude as heck to Dompe. <laughs> I look like a zombie. <laughs> Except zombie is d- D- Dompe, you're already dead. He gets to be an angel later. He does. <laughs> so let's talk about Dompe. If you come here at night, uh, this is, is this our first Dompe? No, this is not our first Dompe. The uh, first was in Minish Cap. I was going to say, Dompe's got to be a Minish Cap, right? He was a graveyard keeper. He was. He was in the graveyard. That was a great Dompe. Yeah. This is another good Dompe. 
So much, much like how, you know, we're still in medieval times and Anju has to keep the chickens. <laughs> right. Dompe is the grave cube. That's just what their exactly. family does. This is, but see, it's less of a curse with Dompe. It's more of a passion. I feel like. See, that's what I think about everybody else. I don't think the demise curse specifically sure, applies. Sure, sure. I just think it's like medieval peasantry going forward until until we get that space Zelda. Oh. You know? <laughs> We're to work our way up to that one. Yeah, Wild West Zelda first, please and thank <laughs> so you. So Dampe is walking around the graveyard. Uh, you could stop him and pay him 10 rupees, I believe, to dig in mm-hmm. the spot that he's standing. Run straight to him. Don't let him go all the way around again. I, I if, you, if you keyed into something there, it's something I did not catch on to or see. Because he starts the closest to the one that actually has the reward in there. Everything else is just It's rupees. always in the same place? Wait, is it? I don't know now. No, it's it, it moves. It moves oh. around, doesn't it? Isn't there like like there's like eight different places it can be? I've been be? lost in randomizer land for so long that I I forget. I totally don't know. Well, now I'm second guessing myself. I think it could move. I could have sworn it was kind of like the you know like the the digging game in Link to the Past where it's like you have X exactly. amount of time oh, to like really? dig up wherever you can, and one of them is going to be the yeah. Yeah, I thought that that was this for that. Yeah, this is for sure a throw to Link to the Past. All I remember is like him slowly walking mm-hmm. grave to grave and me being like, can you dig here? And him being like, it's a fiver. And me being like, that's <laughs> yeah. a piece of heart. Okay, let's go to the next one. Spending an hour and a half doing that. It's such a chore. And then the randomizer, you're like, there's probably a, a friggin' master sword somewhere mm-hmm. in here. And like, I just <laughs> yeah. have to. The Ocarina of Time is in the ground <laughs> somewhere around And here. I don't know if I missed a spot, so I have to do it a second time now, I guess. Oh. Gotta get that giant wallet first. Is everyone just cool about this? Dompe digging up uh, graves for uh, cash? For money? I mean, look, as far as we know, they're his grave. He owns they're the They're all his? <laughs> he can do whatever he wants in here. Well, I mean, he's not buried in each one of them, but like. He has dominion over the graveyards. I'm not going to go into his house and tell him how to do his business. Is that how graveyard rules work? Back then, who knows? There's one Link and nine Dompes. (laughs) One Link, a bunch of Dompes, (laughs) an Imp or two, and then a mass grave of Sheikahs or more composer brothers. And a couple musicians. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about them. There is a Hylian shield, as Pete mentioned, uh, in one of the graves. So like there there are two different graves you'll see flowers in front of. Those are the graves you want to push. I'm pretty sure three. One of them has a piece of heart, right? Okay, fair enough. Uh, And yeah, so anywhere you see flowers, you want to push the grave. There's little grottos underneath them. One of them is a... uh, uh, Hylian shield, which kind of yep. adds credence to Pete's weird theory that I still don't fully buy. Hey, I mean, the shield could come from a soldier. I'm, I'm willing to grant you that. We never see soldiers with them. But then again, we never see soldiers actually doing anything. That's worth. true. No, they don't really do. They, they, they're not soldiers. They're, they're yeah. guards. They are. They're. They guard gates and and bridges and stuff. And that's about it. Also, Highland shields are just sold in stores. You are right about that. Yeah. So, so there's no importance <laughs> to them. So, but that see that stinks because then you get to Skyward Sword and you gotta build it by using a bunch of different things, and then you get to Breath of the Wild and there's one Highland shield in the entire world and it's guarded it is literally in the lore it's like you get this after you beat the henox that we have chained up in here and it's been so long this one's a skeleton now and yeah you gotta fight him um it's like if you prove if you're worthy of being a real knight you can you can kill this the the style i'm all for them adding weight to you getting the hylian shield i don't think they did it perfectly right in skyward sword even but mm. i do like the idea of like a trial to get the hylian shield and there's one of them boss rush makes sense for an impervious shield ah uh, where did we leave off with that oh boy 
Dampy Dampy is running a for-profit grave. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, the capitalism here. The capitalism at play. This is, I was going to say, Dampy might be one of my favorite NPCs uh, in this game. I see. Here's, here's why I don't think that that's true. That's just me just making jokes is because he does have a halo. So, you know, I think he gave himself that halo. Yeah, he paid his way in. He paid. Oh, he had he ponied up. But then but if he was see, if he was greedy, he'd be in the spider house. He would be. And it'd be it'd be He's not that, Spider-Man. Yeah. I'm loading the, the, the cannons in the back of the bus here to blow that theory out of the water, Jake. It's coming later. It's coming later in the future. Okay. In, in this episode? In this episode. We don't have the capacity to blow the end of this episode outward. We gotta crank so through that. It'll be so fast. To be fair, the second half of Kekari is kind of nothing there's That's not a true. ton of like outside of like some cutscenes. there's not a ton of new stuff we got like, a, a time loop issue to talk about so uh who's to say <laughs> that's true who knows how long we'll be stuck in in stable time loop. you know what i want to talk about right now though y'all want to talk about uh super mario brothers easter egg because we got number five here i think number five there's the mask there is oh. uh there's talon yes are you counting ingo and talon as two different ones because i think that's the same easter egg and that that's mario and luigi that, that okay. gets to be the All same right. easter egg i'm fine gotcha. with that there's the picture there's the paintings in pyro castle uh, yeah. Okay, so three. So this is number four. This might be number four. If you head all the way to the back of this graveyard here, there are three gravestones, two small ones and a big one. The Royal Composer Bros are here. Yeah, Sharpio and Flat Ouija. <laughs> Sharpio and Flat Ouija. <laughs> so so you, you read their gravestones. It's Flat and uh, Sharp, the Elder. Uh, you fight them both and a green flame appears uh, mm-hmm. where you slay them. Uh, they say, oh, what? You're not one of Ganondorf's men, are you? Because of my role as a ghost, I had to act like that. I apologize. Uh, let me introduce myself. I'm one of the ghostly composer brothers of Kakariko Village. Here it is, boys. All the people in this village are born to serve the royal family of Hyrule. We brothers also serve the royal family and were assigned to study the hereditary mystic powers of the family. Though we never could figure out the power of the Triforce, we had almost completed our study of controlling time with the tones of ocarinas. Actually, we did complete that study. Uh, we would have been famous if that hateful Ganondorf had not tried to steal our results. We could never let him reap the fruits. This is as a kid they tell you that Ganondorf killed them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's wild. The hereditary mystic powers of the family. I, I wonder if that's supposed to just be the blood of the goddess. Oh, I see. So they, they were like, what? They were there to uh, investigate the whole Hylia Zelda mystery that the Sheikah have been keeping secret. And then... And then the Sheikah probably got rid of them. And, <laughs> and they thought it was Ganondorf's man because they got too close to figuring it out. Or they are Sheikah. What? <laughs> you can't just say that i, can, we, I mean I it's as good an explanation as any what if they are sheikah and because in because because if the the whole like zelda is highly a thing that might be exclusively confined to the impa family line of like you protect her because specifically that's it and so what if they're just like something's going on with the princess we'll figure that mm-hmm. out and that's that's what we do as sheikah mm-hmm. well other people are putting them in the hague 
<laughs> yeah, I we have okay. these, this this secret, you know, group of Chica that have just been like destroying anime. Meanwhile, there's some jokester who snuck into the castle to take a peek at the ten year old princess, and he's still alive. Who? Wait, hold. What is that? He, there's a weirdo in Castle Town who says, hey, "Yeah, I snuck into the sewer uh, on the side of Hyrule Castle, and I saw the princess for a yeah, second. That's why the security's so high. So all the Chica have to be dead, right? Or else, because this guy would be super duper yeah. murdered." by the extremely <laughs> oh yeah 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 also also because i don't know if you mentioned it before you started reading um their description is that they are just like mario and luigi yes <laughs> sharp and flat are mario and luigi the mario, the famous mario brothers. that's them did we say mario reference and then bury the lead on that entirely i i, I thought i led into it okay yeah well, i said sharpio and flat ouija i feel like i kind of accidentally <laughs> blew the reveal no we all dipped the toe a little bit yes uh so these are two brothers they're both mustached uh sharpio sharpio <laughs> sharp has a red sun hat on and a red like sort of robe i guess flat is thin uh, a bit taller. He has a moon uh, cap on and uh-huh. has a green robe. It's weird that there's so many different types of ghosts. Huh? There, I mean, Pose alone. Yeah. Because like, there's also Pose in here and then there's these two and then like we'll talk about at least one other kind of ghost a little bit later in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's weird. Also, maybe they aren't Shika, but I do like, it's weird that Ganondorf killed them before he was on his, I'm going to take over spree. <laughs> what did they know that Ganondorf found out they knew that he like eliminated Ooh. them for? Especially at this point, right? Because we saw Ganondorf in Hyrule Castle talking uh-huh. to the king. He's just an ambassador right now, basically. Like I have the answer. They were there figuring out for Ganondorf information about about Hylia and Zelda and the Sacred oh, the Realm. Spies. They gave Ganondorf the lowdown, and then he had to cut off, you know, the any loose ends. The only problem is they specifically say, oh, you're not one of Ganondorf's guys. Sorry about that. We had to act spooky because we thought you were a bad guy. Right. So I feel like I. Oh, so they said they, they work on like the hereditary power, which I'm we're going to go with. That's the Hylia bloodline. So what if they made the Zelda's lullaby and it did some sort of magic Hylia stuff to her? Oh, and they taught her the lullaby, or they taught Impa the lullaby, and then Ganondorf was just there on, you know, doing his Ganondorf stuff, sowing seeds of, of what chaos if, or whatever, and was like, huh, I'm going to kill that. What <laughs> if they composed everything? They are the composer brothers. Yeah. Well, well, no. Minus the but, Song of Storms. The Song of Storms, the <laughs> Scarecrow song you compose. You do that. Uh, I guess, I guess so, but what would that serve? having them have composed everything it's just a, it would just be a cool thing to know <laughs> no, no no totally i just i i feel like you can say that for the sun song and for maybe zelda's lullaby but it's hard to s- connect that to the other ones i think well he, okay who teaches you all of the songs that you teleport with uh sheik does sheik hmm. oh oh and sheik would have learned it from them oh Oh, okay. oh, I don't want to blow the reveal. I don't know. I don't I haven't heard any episodes. I don't know how you're treating the reveal about my boyfriend, <laughs> uh-huh. um, uh, Sheik, if, if we're keeping it very mysterious or not. But I, I think we immediately reveal that that's Zelda. So, yeah. Cool, OK, so 
it's Zelda, so she would have if she learned those from. She teaches you. She has to learn it from somewhere. So we have yeah. a whole like Beauty and the Beast thing going on, where you have a castle full of interesting characters that did different stuff, like the composer, the guard. But instead of turning into like furniture, they just are all ghosts. <laughs> they were all killed by Ganondorf or something. It's just weird to me that Ganondorf showed hostility to members of the royal court when. Like, seriously, last episode, we saw Ganondorf in Hyrule Castle talking to the king. Like, bowing and everything, mm -hmm. right? Like, like, it could just be him making good after a period of hostility between the Gerudo and the Hylians. Yeah. But I see, that's why I, that's why I think it's like they played Zelda's lullaby. There was a sheet music in the library or whatever that they found, and they were like, let's try this. Maybe she'll like it. And it did something that Ganondorf, like, grokked to, or because he's got that demise thing and mm -hmm. he's like he because he is like the evil incarnate of demise and there's just one ganondorf again it's very there's a lot of <laughs> going on with ganondorf so like maybe something like reacted with him and he was like they are on to something that could make her highly a powerful true and so i need to get rid of that sure nobody knows music plays a big yeah. part music's a big thing in the games and like so maybe he's like i don't want the people who teach her music to teach her all the cool songs <laughs> that could make her super powerful for sure yeah and that would still go with like okay impa would know zelda would know and ganondorf would know because he's wrapped up in this as well but like maybe those around are less they're still figuring it out. Yeah. Hmm. Well, speaking of figuring it out, we see a Triforce on the ground in front of this yes. big grave. And something that we figured out a while ago is that when you see that, you stand on it and you play Zelda's lullaby. This is a wild yep. moment to me because up until this point, and I think consistently throughout the rest of the game, you play Zelda's lullaby and it basically tells the person nearby, oh, they know the royal family. Okay, they're cool. Like, I'll let yeah. them in. Mm -hmm. Here what it does is it, it fully explodes a gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> or it fixes a sign. It fixes a sign. When does it fix a sign? If you cut a sign and then you play Zelda's lullaby, the sign will <laughs> reverse back and fix itself. Oh my. Okay. Right. Right. We are two and a half hours in. Do we want to spend uh, 45 minutes talking about why that could happen? Or should Do we keep I? going? <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's an Easter. It's, hi it's, <laughs> it's Hylia. Yeah. It's Hylia. Hylia. She wants you to know where to go. She's the goddess of signs. She's guiding you. Okay. Uh, we got it. We got it in there somewhere. So <laughs> nailed it. Got it in, got one. It in one. We, so the tombstone blows up and we enter this, um, giant gravestone into the Royal family's tomb. Because that's what you want to do when lightning strikes a tombstone and, and leaves like a hole. I thought it was like... You played the song of storms here, but I was watching a video today and it's Zelda's lullaby. I was like, why does that make lightning this one time? Uh, and then you go down where there's zombies. Yeah. What are they doing here? Okay. Let's talk about, first of all, let's talk about the, what we see down here. Cause like, it's a whole, it's a lot. It's like a whole thing. It, okay. First things first, I can wrap up the very first, there's a couple different rooms. Very first room it is a, like a room full of wounds, tons of wounds all over the place. Some are people, some are animal. I don't know what that means. Important thing is there's keys in here. There's like what? Six keys that you have to like kill. And after the keys are dead, a door unlocks. Yeah. Who did the royal family make that happen? 
why are keys the oh keys is actually a mistranslation of the word keys. Oh, there it is. Um, in, oh, that must be in it. Hyrule. <laughs> in Hyrule, yeah, it just turns out that that's what, the, that's what that's about. The bones down here. We won't spend too long on this because we've talked about it at, by this point. But like the bones down here are, are buck wild. It is those 1998 bones of like it's like you're playing Doom. It's like they lifted these assets oh, from, uh-huh. from Doom. Uh, it's just so weird. Get, and also, like, this is a mass grave is apparently it's a mass grave there's they're gigantic this is not this is bigger than an yeah. adult human in yeah. zelda this is not just grave robbers and if the rest of the uh graveyard is like soldiers and whatnot why would they treat the royal family like this why would they be like i don't just toss them in <laughs> i i think that's a that's a red herring right they're like they we're gonna call it the the royal family uh-huh. tomb so no one goes in there but it's actually where we're putting all the bones of the weird giant people that we extincted because they were creeping oh, us out or no. whatever okay on that note let's dive into the next room because i think i want to talk about that theory a little bit this next room is uh you enter it and it's just it's like a stone path and a bunch of green smog. Oh yeah, it, with the little pools of the soul hand water from the end of Hercules. Oh boy, <laughs> there's also redeads. Okay, and everything about this, everything about this, because we're going to talk about the Shadow Temple later. Yeah. everything about this reeks of this is Sheikah torture tactic area. These are mm. the these are these are the dead that were uh, like kind of killed or tortured by Sheikah to me. I think. Would it be a cop out to just say this is just like a side effect of being so close to the Shadow Temple? Uh, like this is like the the bad energy from there. Yeah, there's some pretty bad juju coming through of the torture temple. Because I think because like Redeads are just like they're zombies. They they're are just re- zombies. They, yeah. Redead is is undead. It's just a different way to say it. With like and, a funeral mask though. Like they th- and they got and a scream that makes you freeze, uh, which is the worst part about yeah, that. It redeads are a real threat. I so in it's funny, you see them in, in uh Castle Town in the future right. and they give you some space. Mm-hmm. But if you come here after Castletown, you have like a false sense of safety from <laughs> yeah. those redeads. These guys will yeah. stop you in your tracks like every step of the way in this room. Like there's like that little like wood path, like it's a little like maze sort of deal that like you walk to avoid getting I don't know if it's poison, whatever the smog is. Yeah, I, I just don't see a way that this isn't supposed to be indicative of, of Sheikah mishandlings. It could be. It could be. Like, honestly, because the, the holes like or, or whatever that have this spooky water coming out of might just have been like the holes where the, the dead royals were buried in there. Mm-hmm. But like the bad vibes are seeping in from the Shadow Temple. So everything is bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like nightmare vibes came in and made all made the past queens and mm-hmm. kings and whomever zombies yep it's awful what's less awful is there's a nice little poem back here oh at the back wall (laughs) on the back wall yeah the poem is dedicated to the departed members of the royal family it says the rising sun will eventually set a newborn's life will fade from sun to moon moon to sun give peaceful rest to the living dead it's it's all right there are layers to this right so like i feel like that lose like i feel like that loses and then regains the plot of being like a nice way to send you off like at some points like everyone dies but it's okay yeah everyone dies this is the cycle of life also there's zombies all over you've got to kill them <laughs> yeah dude watch out they're gonna get you basically you learn the sun song here from the inscription underneath the poem this is the song that starts the theme music for the game 
And also, it makes the sun rise and set. So this is how you control time. It's not bad. It's nice to have this. Yeah. It's pivotal. Like, it, the, it should be the first stop. Also, wouldn't the Song of Time be better served to do uh, this? That only makes Groundhog Days happen. In this game, I think it only makes big blocks disappear, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, like time. <laughs> No, if you if you see you make them disappear, some of them like do warp through time to different spots. But I bet you if you go up to Sky Rules, you'll find some treasure chests have just opened. (laughs) (laughs) It does say like I I don't know who says it, but somewhere someone down here, it might be one of the ghosts is like, use it on the redeads. Uh, something, somebody does say that. Yeah. And it did they, if you play that song near them, they, uh, they turn blue and are stunned for a bit. Yeah. This is the best way to take out redeads. It freezes them and you can yeah. attack them. I think that's the line. Give peaceful rest to the living dead. That's what that was trying to convey oh. uh, at a minimum. Oh, so when they wrote that, they knew that there were zombies. That's around. what I'm saying. It was like a beautiful poem, yeah, but they okay, also yeah, yeah. knew like Link, there's a zombie behind you. <laughs> it's Hylia. Hylia wrote this. Hylia does a lot of stuff. The goddess of signs. Very busy. She left you messages on walls and Skyward Sword. Speaking of busy, we got very busy in Kakariko here. I got nothing left to talk about. Boy, fellas, I sure hope the future is brief. Otherwise, we'll have to have a whole other episode. <laughs> you guys want to jump ahead seven years? Absolutely. Sure. Let's go. Yeah! All right. The future of Kakariko. We got enemies now. Uh, well, no, we have a single enemy. There are Poe's. There are Poe's in the graveyard. There's Poe's in the graveyard, which I think they might be some there when you're a kid too i feel like there were but i also could not confirm that uh, i mean aside from the brothers but yeah so this place in the future it's still serving the same purpose right generally speaking yes. it's a place where displaced people can live indeed except now there's like a ton of fugitive not fugitives refugees i think is the word you're looking for <laughs> refuge thank you refugees <laughs> fugitives <laughs> They are fugitives on the run from zombies. (laughs) (laughs) Only a few people actually survived the onslaught at Castletown. Yes, and they are here now. The rest of the Redeads that are just hanging around there, they got got. The Redeads who were left there, yeah. Like the 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 very cute punk uh, bombshoe bowling girl, she's a a Redead now. Oh, no. But in Kakariko, we've got merlin old man we've got the the jugglers from majora's mask the dog lady uh no i'm not sure if richard made it out of there but i hope he did oh richard richard richard's her dog there is the beggar slash banker depending on which game you're playing the guy who slaps his knees whenever you come near him that's not a lady is it? I don't know. In Majora's Mask, I I always thought it was, but it's a it's, it's seven pixels. It's yeah, hard to. Could she's be. pretty androgynous, honestly. She is. Uh, it's a bunch of tri- Yeah, it's a bunch of triangles. It's hard. Well, to- they they are still here. They're still here. There's the bizarre guy whose shop has not changed one iota. He got out early. He picked <laughs> up everything and left early so he could move the whole operation. All the businesses did. He did the shooting gallery guy, Matt Mercer at the potion shop. He made it out. <laughs> Love Matt Mercer, the potion shop, man. And he's still charging 200 rupees for a fish. There's still a food crisis going on. <laughs> What's wild is some people fully died in Castletown and some people fully moved their whole business uh, to, to Kakariko. <laughs> they had the, all the time to pack up and yeah. move. 
And I think that's all apart from Honey and Darling, the, the two rude lovers who are hiding out behind the windmill. They are now dancing up on the hill. Yeah, you mentioned Talon. Oh, Talon is here too, but does he count as a survivor of of Castletown? No, he survived um, Lon Lon Ranch. And yeah. Uh, yeah, Talon is here dreaming, wondering uh, if Malin is okay. Hey, maybe go home and check, dog. Yeah. Well, if he goes home, Ingo's gonna like send a Stalfos to like cut his head off or something. He has no power at all. Yeah. Well, we. But he's desperate. He's desperate, <laughs> and he thinks he has power. And that's I've I worked retail for a long time. That's the most dangerous kind of person. You got me there. They're called assistant managers. Ingo's kind of going through his <laughs> Waluigi phase right now. He is super Waluigi. Impa's house largely unchanged. The man who who is squatting there still is very mad that you walked in. House of Skulltola doesn't even know anything's happened. <laughs> Well, to be fair, half of them are mostly spiders, depending on how far you... Because I think there's probably like quite a few sculptures that you can't even get until uh-huh. the time skip. So, like... You just can't fix Jimmy. Like he's you gotta wait until you can get to the future to fix him. I, I'm sorry to say, if you save Jimmy before you go to the future, Jimmy is still dancing and celebrating that he's not a spider anymore. So the the thing with the 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 spider people, I don't think they have proper names. No. <laughs> the, the Cronenberg monsters that live in here. <laughs> they like it's a certain amount changes like you get ten and then it changes one guy back and he gives you a thing, right? Uh-huh. So like some of them Again, you can't get all the sculptures before the time skip. So some of them have to still be monsters. So maybe they're just staying there out of solidarity. Like, we don't want someone to come in and see oh. Derek's terrible, terrible face and kill <laughs> right. him um, with a hammer or whatever. Here's where that falls apart is you can go in there and kill him with a hammer. And they, <laughs> they don't really freak out. But you're right. Yeah, but see, because they see you and they're like, that guy means yeah. business. I know that that guy has bombs, so many bombs on him at all times. And he is ready to. Right, like, right, if, right. So. if I've been a spider for seven years and I suddenly walk out human and like my nearest neighbor asks me, he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, hey, how's your family? Like, I don't think I'd be able to <laughs> to play that off. See, then you have there's so many supplementary questions of like, what are they eating in there? Are they still eating Ooh. bugs even though they're people? <laughs> that is an avenue that we would so eagerly go down. If it, we weren't two and a half hours into the podcast. <laughs> they eat rupees. Moving on. Uh, we have <laughs> Granny's Potion Shop, which is now open for business. Turns out she was busy until the apocalypse happened, and then suddenly her schedule opened up a little bit. Aren't we all? Isn't that isn't ain't that just the way? <laughs> uh, you go in here, and this is this is kind of syrup. This is kind of syrup. Is this syrup? It's not literally her name, right? In this, it's just no. But like, we're giving people names here. I think she's just old lady I in the. I, I think on the sign is a granny. I think it is actually hmm. granny. Either way, it's she doesn't have like a legal name she has like a like an honorific uh-huh. <laughs> it's short for granola ah. um, this is one of my favorite parts in the town because when you go if you if you get over the thing as a kid with you know tr- and it feels like you cheated to get over with the cuckoo even though it's like you uh-huh. have to to get the other one like you the door's like oh she's not here and it feels like one of those things where like you go up to any other door in town that you can't open and it's just like can't open the door um but then you come back later and you can go uh-huh. in and it feels like you have found like a, a secret right. that they didn't want you to see. And it's like, oh, I feel so cool right now. Yeah. And it is a part of the uh, Big Oron Sword uh, trade quest line. So we'll we'll kind of touch upon it in a future episode. I do love her character model. Uh, she's got like kind of a fun little like thinning hairline. But the thing I love um, is it looks like she has two full styes. Have you guys ever had styes? Thankfully not, because they seem terrible. <laughs> it's the worst. Maybe she needs to figure out a potion for that. And I think she, I know the person to talk to. Her. <laughs> yes. 
You get the odd mushroom from Grog and bring it back to her and make it into odd poultice uh, during the quest. Grog? It's a craftsman's son. That's Punker. Anju's brother's name is Grog? I knew he had a name. And when we were talking about him earlier, I think I said Derek because I could not remember because my second thing was going to be Skull. Like he was... <laughs> Listen, Pierre uh, took off in a way that no one could have predicted. I I still... I need you guys to make a shirt that says Tracy until proven otherwise. We're working on it. There's several shirts from this season that I need. So there, she offers you, uh, after the big Goron uh, quest step that, uh, that she's involved in, she'll offer you an ultimate potion that restores magic and health for 100 rupees. That's fine. Uh, eh. Potions are like, you never remember to keep potions. I don't think I used a single potion in this game. Yeah. I never used potions. You can mm-hmm. just cut grass and yeah. find errant hearts and yeah. eat them or whatever you do with them. So The bazaar, the medicine shop are fully the same that they were in Castletown. Yep. There's that shooting gallery, right? Right, which is in the place where the carpenters were building. Was that the plan from the start or is this just like when he was moving in? Uh, oh, I have to imagine the plan from the start was we're going to put another house here so people can live. And then uh, an apocalypse happened. They were like, "Okay, I guess it's I guess it's important to have a shooting gallery. (laughs) You need to distract people from the fact that an apocalypse happened and that and some of their friends and neighbors are now (laughs) zombies that can eat them uh, for their faces. Royal family is all about keeping up appearances. Right. So, yeah. Oh, I guess this could be like a Walking it's Dead exactly. situation. Like you teach someone to to shoot, and that way you can reclaim the city eventually. At some point, monsters have got to like come to the door, right? And and someone's gonna need to like pick them off unless they want to get up there. I have no problem assuming that like Master <laughs> Craftsman runs up there with his big Japanese saw and cuts some For monsters sure. in half. I'll <laughs> tell you what, it's not going to be any of the guards. Well, so. no, isn't that guy not here? Is he still here? In the oh future? no, he's super dead. Yeah, they all they're all gone. <laughs> You could do the uh, the mini games from Castletown. You can do again here with new weapons that you'll pick up in the adult dungeons, and they'll give mm-hmm. you like the, you'll get like a big quiver for the bow. You'll get things like that, like expansions to those weapons. Sure. So. the The only thing that's really changed with the arch with the with the shooting gallery is the backdrop. Is it different? Which uh, yes. back back in Castletown, it was like salt flats with mesas and whatnot and cactuses. Uh, okay. But uh, in this one, it's just like a shot of Death Mountain Trail, I think, with some Gorons chilling. Interesting. I didn't catch that when I played it. That's weird. That seems weird to me. <laughs> so, by the way, Chris, one-shotted. One-shotted? I one-shotted oh, the Archer Challenge. Oh, I hate you. Uh, yeah, no, that's that stuff stinks on the N64 Ooh. controller. I, th- I, So I was watching the Let's Play that Josh and I did. Uh, it, it was on the Wii U Virtual Console version of Ocarina, and that contr- controlling, uh-huh. like, the aiming the bow and arrow or anything is yeah. awful on that. It's like you can like if you tap it, no matter what you do, it just like shoots up. Oh, it's yeah. so hard to get it anywhere near where you want to go. They really locked into a good system with the Skyward Sword HD and even with Breath of the Wild on the Switch. But yeah, aiming sometimes in these games can be a little hit or miss. At Twilight Princess, I think also got it right. Twilight Princess, I remember being fine for all yeah, in, yeah, yeah. you know intents and purposes, especially once you got the Hawkeye for oh, sure. Yeah. Hawkeye, Super yeah, that is a in. cool weapon. It's, it's it's like an attachment. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we hit the windmill again? I think the only other note that I have left from future Kakariko is that there's some weird new guy standing on top of the watchtower, and I'm just gonna let him do his thing. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Is that, that not the guy who was stuck on the roof that just like jumped onto the ladder? Oh no, guy on the roof is still on the roof. Someone's really <laughs> nice then throwing him like food up there. <laughs> he should be able to, you can get down if 
you can get if you get up there, you can just roll off and you're fine. It's, it's gonna have like a half a heart. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is he there at night? Like, is he is that his roof and he just has a window nearby? I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's 24 seven. Holy! He cow. says I'm stuck up here. Like he, that's like his dialogue is like I'm. I got up here and I don't know how to get down. And like you can get up there with the hook shot when you have one, uh, but like. I don't. This guy's just like I don't know what happened. I can't get down. I guess he just learned to deal. It would be such a fun visual goof if they just gave him a beard uh, in the future. <laughs> oh my god! Just, yes. later, just like just... a full beard, same everything can't else. Shave. Uh, okay. Uh, the only note I have is that when you first come in, it's under attack, but that's all bottom of the well stuff. Rather, I actually have that cutscene written out because that that is. Well, um... Let's talk windmill, and then we'll go into that cutscene because that's like a little bit more future than this. Yeah, it's after doing certain temples. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so we go back into the windmill and the joyous music man from before is suddenly uh maybe not so joyous anymore uh he's still playing the fantastic uh song of storms oh no this guy's just lost his whole mind he's, he's definitely taken up drinking or something it, look i love the song of storms if that's all i've heard for the last <laughs> seven years and i am compelled by the elder gods to play it constantly mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a this guy's gone full on Lovecraft insane for sure. Why does he keep playing it? Though? It came from nowhere. So it like it this is this song has no origin. It's just there and it's in his head and he can't get it out. The Song of Storms then operates like an eldritch being of some kind. It is itself a creature that it invades your brain. Yeah. It's a bloodborne monster. <laughs> I do like the Song of Storms as a bloodborne monster that maybe got cut from the game. Yeah. <laughs> so we talk to him. He says, it's all that Ocarina kid's fault. Next time he comes around here, I'm going to mess him up. You talk to him with your Ocarina out. He says, what? You've got an Ocarina? What the heck? That reminds me of that time seven years ago. Back then, a mean kid came here and mean played a strange kid. song and it messed up this windmill. <laughs> the nicest boy who just happens to kill a bunch of monsters. Other than that, he's a perfectly fine boy. What do you mean? Everything everything <laughs> minus pottery is good. Well, you know, everyone's got their something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, and then he teaches you the Song of Storms. Which I don't know why that train of logic, but it's fine. I'm glad to know it's it. It's because it's stuck in his head, like a like the like a the thing in Bloodborne that when you see the moon, you go you go insane. And yeah, you get eyes on the inside. Yeah, it's like it's just this is stuck in my. I can't stop playing the Song of Storms. Maybe if I give it to you, I'll finally be rid of it. And that's not how it works. Either. Yeah, he's trying to pawn it off on you like the ring tape. Yeah, he's trying to do a ring to you, except <laughs> he tur- does a ring to himself. It turns out. <laughs> This is Demise Curse for sure. What we're talking about here is a bootstrap paradox. So Guru Guru teaches adult Link the song because of his fury at the damage young Link brought by playing it. Something we have not seen up to this point. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll travel back in time, though. And as young Link, we're going to use that knowledge to cause the damage uh, that leads to Guru Guru's frustration because we need to get into the well. And the way to get into the well is to play the Song of Storms and flood it out and get all the water out of it. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense um, plumbing wise, but it does, it does it does make sense in the video game wise. I feel like there's and I know this is made in 1998. So like 
they it didn't matter. This is for a game. Is like the the joke is that like he teaches himself the song, right? Right. I feel like if if you were able to just play the song one more time and un and like it would just like refill the well and not do any of the weird stuff. Yeah. Then like he would live a nice life going forward. <laughs> oh, you'd create a version of Guru Guru Man that forgave you, maybe. Yeah. This is why the child timeline is the good one. <laughs> Another <laughs> timeline. Yeah. Link must the, die, and Guru Guru Man must kill him. He will. He. That's how Link dies. No, it's. I think like Link must die, but Guru Guru Man must forgive him. Oh, <laughs> Guru okay. Guru must forgive. Guru yeah. Guru must forgive. I like that. That's <laughs> kind of the big thing. I mean, this is like one of the most talked about like loopholes in this game. And honestly, I feel like I have always written it off as just like a fun little gag. Like it would be fun mm-hmm. to to have this little paradox where Link you know learns it from the guy who also he uses it to piss the guy off like i I think they just didn't think much about it the only thing that i would change about this if i could is that you could potentially teach guru guru the song in the past without having heard it in the future that would make the time paradox a little more sensible would you just like make up a tune and it would be like that changes the weather now no 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 i'm I mean, if, if if you wing it, like if you played the game before and you know how it's played the song, then you can just play. Now, now we're like playing 4D timeline chess. <laughs> but, but here's the fun thing about that is that you hear the song of storms in the windmill when you're a kid, right? Yeah. That's not diegetic because he doesn't know the song yet. So he's not playing it. So is Link just like, I hear this song. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> Why like, do you guys, hear it? Wait, why do you hear it? It's just there. It's Eldritch. It's yeah. this is this goes back to the three goddesses being Eldritch like Cthulhu gods that are just like we came to ruin one place and it's Hyrule. <laughs> this is that one bit of the game where you do hear the soundtrack. But like what if this is just Hylia being like Link you need to hear this. Link you need to hear this. All right. All right. All right. You didn't get it this time. It all makes sense in a few years. It's fine. It's fine. Just keep We're, it in your head. You didn't pick it up. You thought it was just a windmill sound. But no, that I'm trying to teach you the Song of Storms and he'll figure it'll work itself uh-huh. out eventually. What if it's the Song of Storms that floods Hyrule when anyway, whatever. Uh, when, no. No, no, no. The, the goddesses did that. They need to own. Don't give them an they, out. They dropped the song. He can't stop playing it. He can't stop playing the song. He keeps ta- talking about it and thinking about it forever. And then he just eventually mm-hmm. floods it because the song of storms won't stop exactly. playing. Exactly. Gurdy man did. It was Guru That's their weapon to flood Hyrule. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I like this. <laughs> Maybe Nehru just like sent it down. and <laughs> A sentient song. Like, wow, they are Eldritch gods. It's terrible. Do weather. Who cares? There yeah. you go. We solved it. So uh, before we go into the future version of the graveyard, let's talk about uh, some of the events that happened just slightly further in the story. I don't think we need to play the jingle again. Yeah. But we do come back to Kakariko after we beat the water temple. And we see Kakariko in flames. Pete wants to deny it, but at least one building is fully engulfed in fire. (laughs) At least one. There is fire. There is smoke. It does seem urgent at the time. After this cutscene, there's no evidence. The carpenters, he's a master craftsman, Pete. You see. You <laughs> there. there you go. He he gets also, faster th- over the years. It's very much a technological limitation. Oh, of it's course. like we have six particle it looks it looks like an episode of Walker Texas Ranger with a plane blowing up. Like <laughs> there's one of the really bad effects that I just will never forget. Um and there is in, at least in the three D S version, a windmill fan flies mm. off 
Uh-huh. It's still on the windmill, but it also flies <laughs> off at you. So we see our, our friend Sheik here, who we will have met between uh, this actual point yeah. in the season and a few times. now. A few times. Yeah. Uh, Sheik tells us an evil shadow spirit has broken out of the bottom of the well and escaped into the world. Hmm. Uh, Impa has gone to the shadow temple to seal the evil shadow spirit, but she needs our help. Uh, then to sweeten the deal a little bit, Sheik lets you know that Impa is one of the six sages. And at this point in the game, you're looking for the six sages. Yeah. So you're like, all right, I'll do it, I'll do it. How how does Zelda know? Does Impa know? Zelda Zelda's a step ahead of everyone, right? She's got that highly uh, knowledge. Oh, that's a good point. She's got prophetic visions. Princess of Destiny, so she just kind of knows. Uh, she gets she a free knows ride. The score. Yeah. There you go. So she says, you must destroy the spirit and save her. She then teaches us the Nocturne of Shadow, which allows us into the Shadow Temple beneath the graveyard. We'll talk about that in a future episode along with The Well. That'll be our spooky Halloween yeah. episode. All right. So we want to address the rest of the cutscene, like for this thing, like where like Sheik gets like kill shaked by an invisible yeah. monster. I watched two different versions of this today. The N64 and the 3DS one. 3DS one seems very tame compared to the absolute like when when Sheik lands on the neck, the back scorpions Ooh. up. Josh and I call it the Michinoku bump because there was a wrestler named Taco Michinoku who was thrown out of a Royal Rumble once who landed mm-hmm. like this in real life. He was fine, but it looks horrible. In the 3DS version, she just kind of lands and like fumbles and like bounces forward and then he's oh, fine okay. and he gets up and he's like, well, that was rough. Then Link squares up and gets knocked out getting oh. launched. Oh, yeah. Bongo Bongo yeah. slides Link. It's it's embarrassing. Yeah. We won't talk about it in too much detail, but Bongo Bongo, I think, might be my favorite boss in this game. Like, what a cool, weird thing. It's the scariest one, yeah. It rules. I think Dead Hand is the scariest, but I think Bongo well, Bongo is a close number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a question about Bongo 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 right now and we don't have to go into great detail i just want to make sure people understand that i'm confused okay call him bb in my notes bb blows the top of the well clean off flies away suddenly Sheik gets grabbed by invisible bb and whipped around like a dog toy yeah then after that happens shadow bb comes out of the well and slithers around the place you know just coasting wait two two bongo bongos there is an invisible and then there is a shadow that like zoops around right. um the whole place i figured it's the same bongo bongo uh, the, so the invisible one is the hands the shadow is the body that's my no prize that i gotta put in because otherwise yeah i don't know what it is that works for me honestly I I just want to add something, uh, a detail that is a personal thing for me. I need more cutscenes of Link fighting side by side with allies. Yeah. That did something for me, this cutscene, like that no other cutscenes really did. Where like, I need, because you know there's that concept art of uh, Link and Sheik fighting a bunch of moblins and whatnot, like it's the cover of Doom. I need more of that. I mean, even the the actual battles you get where Link fights with an ally in this game alone, as well as in other games, are are all usually pretty good. But Pete, do you remember... uh, Link and Impa fighting Giraham in Skyward Sword. It's just a complete Dragon Ball Z scene. It's amazing. Yes, exactly. I do love it because Link is such a solitary being that when he does get to have a friend, it always feels nice. It's exactly. A, uh, I it's agree. Just, it's just a nice time. Especially uh, a friend who can uh, hold their own and doesn't need can, to be yeah. carried through a dungeon. <laughs> right. You don't need to balance <laughs> on top of your head. I, I like those personally, but that's me. After this cutscene, it is still raining. The rain puts out the flames in Kakariko, and it continues to rain and thunder over Kakariko until BB is stomped. Oh, I like that detail. Yeah, it's a spooky town until you beat the Shadow Temple. Right on. That yeah, works out. Nice. 
<laughs> so, so now we're going to time travel back a little bit to before we beat that temple and head over to the graveyard one more time. Let's check in with our good friend Dompe. Let's see how he's doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a big Poe now. He's a big Poe now. Yeah, he laughs like a Poe. He has a lantern. He flies backwards like a Poe from you. He drops flames on the floor from his lantern like a big Poe. That is true. Dude's a big Poe. He does have a halo, though, so like... Maybe he just died. Like, it's fresh. <laughs> no, it's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, you go to his shack, which is now unlocked. And you find his diary in the last entry says like, oh yeah, I'm dead, come to my grave if you want my... Let's see here. Stretching, shrinking, keepsake. This diary entry is no bueno. (laughs) Anyway, let's get the filing. Yeah, so there's a... I guess... Is this Dompe's grave? I guess this is Dompe's grave, It's his grave. He described it as much. Is it defiling if he asks you to come in? That's a good point. Yeah, we got the okay. Although, Although, given the shape and size of this place, I don't think this started off as a grave. This is his life's work. Do you think he set this up for himself? He can't move real fast when he's alive. So he must like be really excited. You know what? I'm going to be a ghost and I'm going to race people all day. These stupid Mario losers are hanging out back there all day, every day. I'm going <laughs> to die. I'm going to be Sonic the Hedgehog. Let me tell you. They think they're so cool with their songs and their and their hats. And no, I'm going to I'm going to make a race course that I can drop flames in. Which also has redeads in it, I think. That's awful. I did it yesterday and I don't think I hit any redeads, but maybe in the second go there are. I only did it once. Well, by the way, just to recap, this is question mark or was it three question marks anyway it's one question mark it's one question mark which you know you should recognize yeah yeah when you went to here i guess you see that i didn't make that connection but i guess you see that title screen uh he says i may not look like it but i'm confident in my speed let's have a race follow me if you dare and then if you keep up with him throughout a pretty wild obstacle course he gives you a prize yes the prize he was talking about in the yeah in the diary there's like a lot more like fake outs because like, it feels like it's going to end like four times before he actually gets to the end yeah it does um, and it and it's because like you get to, like a little bit of an open area and you're like oh we're done and he's like no you have four more hallways get ready yeah Keep up, it's, a, it's a bunch of tight hallways with like turns ending in a spiral staircase and then there's like a weird spiral staircase with like a pit of like nothing it's just none of this makes sense that's his special bones that's where he keeps his favorite bones down there oh that must be it <laughs> That's where all oh. the previous Dompe's are. That's the oh. Dompe room as you put a Dompe <laughs> down there. When you're done with your Dompe, you throw it away in the pit. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not going in the pit. I'm going to make a race course. You think they grind up Dompe's down there and cook them? To make the like, next one, yeah. He's a Dompe homunculus. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> there you go. That's okay. Everything's coming together, Dompe. I, I'm just going to say right now, I think this place is connected to the hookshot. And I think this I think this is where he found it. He says he dug this item up. Okay. So I'm thinking personally that this has some connection to do with a previous link. Can you get the hook shot in Minish Cap? No. You get claw shots in Skyward Sword. Claw you get like shots in Skyward Sword. So two you take you take one claw shot, you break it. Now you have a hook shot. Or a hook shot is a ruined claw shot, it turns exactly. out. Exactly. Hook shot in this game is pretty good actually like claw shot is that you got to hit the targets well claw shot can latch onto anything that's like you know uh cage like or vine like or right. it hits something it can grab a uh, hook shot only works if you hit wood 
Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah. so not necessarily better or worse. It's wood. It's several materials, but it's all like kind of in the wood family. It's uh -huh. like, oh, you know. right. Wood, like, like. Yeah, the, like, that like, works too. Yeah, they're, well, they're a woody plant of uh, <laughs> treasure chests, which are usually made of wood. So I guess that doesn't count. Um. What do you think Dompe was doing with a hook shot? Oh, I think he died, and like I think he, I think he found it and then like died immediately. Like I think he was just digging around down here making a race course and was like, "Whoa, oh, I'm so old. I better write a diary entry and then call it a day." So, so he's like, "What does this do?" Pulls the trigger, rips his arm off, and he dies. <laughs> now, Dompe's the hero immediately dies. <laughs> this will show that punk kid. Oh. His arms aren't strong enough for the torque that it takes to rip a human body across the like you know seventy feet across a, a lake or whatever. By the way, the thing is described the hook shot, which is like a, a smooth blue cylinder hook shot, uh, with like a harpoon arrow at the end. Yeah, spring loaded. Yeah. Right, it's described as spring loaded. I feel like spring loaded is reductive for something so powerful. This is magic. There's no way that this. <laughs> Yes, yeah, the spring will go. <laughs> they took Springo yeah. from the from that little that old uh, information about springs, and they just shoved them no in there. Springs. That one. That's yeah, what exactly. About. Yeah. Now, personally, I think I'm just going to put my cards on the table. I think this is the grave of Skyward Sword Link. That's I'm just saying it. Okay. I mean, I like that. Like, I mean, it's silly. Like, you could you could poke holes in that when you think about development history stuff. Of course you can, but you know. But, I do like that. Something we didn't talk about when we talked about the Sheikah at length for the first full hour of this show oh, is God. that when they serve their purpose, they tend to just uh, sprinkle away. They tend to sparkle off or like vampires in the sun. When they're like hundreds of years old, sure. No, when they serve their purpose in Skyward Sword and in Breath of the Wild, we see this happen. But but we only see it happen with very, very old ones because Impa is super old because you do the whole time jump thing. Yeah, and I guess. The only time they do that is when they are basically mummified in Breath of the Wild. Right. I get... I. I... I associated that more with, oh, they served the purpose that they had in life more so than, and, and coincidentally, they are very old. In the sense, yes, that they uh, accomplish their one goal and then they finally unclench. <laughs> I think two things can be true at the same time. Yeah, there's no reason it can't both be, but I uh -huh. think that at least with the Breath of the Wild ones, they're like, here's my soul anyway, and then oh, that's the a rest good point. of them just disappears. So Solid maybe point. they got nothing left holding them together. Yeah. Before we leave this Dompe madhouse, you do a second race with him and you can get a heart piece, I believe it is, oh, right? Oh, really? If you yeah. race him and beat him in under one minute, you can oh, get a heart piece. Oh, it is under a minute. Okay. Which is pretty tough to do, but I think you can actually use the hook shot in that bottomless pit area to get the yeah. to get Oh, that rules. Him. I didn't know that. It's the only way I think you can do this. Oh. After this, there is there is a uh, a big uh, block that you need to use the Song of Time right. to make disappear. You need to warp it into the sky. Now I know why you made that reference. It totally <laughs> is that. Yeah, it's exactly that. <laughs> It's yeah. Goddess uh, cube. Yeah. Skyward strike yeah. block. And then on the other side of this block is the windmill. It, yeah. it all it all comes together here. Guru Guru has no idea. He's been here for seven years and he has no idea what the heck's going on over there. It absolutely baffles me how so many different areas in Kakar in the Kakariko area uh -huh. that are interconnected. The windmills connected to Dompe's grave catacomb. The Shadow Temple and the well are basically the same place. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that the thing that taught the the 
the people that put the the Song of Storms out into the world is sharp and flat because they are like basically connected to this Dompe room, mm. which is connected to the windmill. So maybe they just like they were like, hey, I got this cool hook for something and it just floated through the wall into <laughs> they, him. And he, they did write the song of Majora's Mask. That's oh. true. And the song of the Sun song, which is sort of just like the opposite of the Song of Storms. Interesting. I still think it's an elder song that came from the outer reaches of Me too. Uh, you know, sanity and ruined his life. <laughs> you yeah. know what else is in Eldritch being that came from outside of this realm? Uh our Tyrannosaurus recommendations. <laughs> Are you guys ready to get to the travel wreck? Please let me out. All right. So travel recommendations. We normally do our best bite, our alluring attraction, and our photo op. Do you have some of these, Jake? I, I got all these and a slogan. I got yes, everything. Oh, written. baby. Yes, yes, yes. You came prepared. All right. Yeah. Let's go. Do you want to? You're the guest. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. So best bite is uh, Dompe's Dirt and Worms Pudding. Is this a thing that any nice. other human knows about, or is this 100%. a thing that was exclusive? Okay, I, I love dirt and worms pudding. Uh, yeah, oh, it's, yeah, for anyone who maybe doesn't know, it's uh, it's like chocolate pudding, cookie crumble, chocolate pudding, cookie crumble, yep. gummy worms. Like, yeah, it's dirt and worms. It's really good. Um, favorite attraction is um, Sharp and Flats concert. I guess they would have like a little okay. sort of concert hall. You do have I to love that. You do have to worry about zombies and some spooky hands. Um, but other than that, it's like a good time. It's good those hands are throwing up the devil horns. Those <laughs> right. hands are They're into just it. rocking out under there. If you give them some time, like the other pose, jo- like join in. It's it's great. It's like uh, you're at a touch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dampe comes in from the other room playing the spoons, and, <laughs> um, and then uh, photo op would be the big windmill. Because I love a big windmill, no matter how I can get it. I I think a windmill is a great time, and that's why Hateno is my favorite town in Breath of the Wild. A hundred percent. Ah, that makes sense. That's always a good photo opportunity, for sure. Can I run down mine really quick? Go for it. My best bite is buttermilk cuckoo sandwiches. <laughs> Nice. Okay. Nice. I mean, you got you got the milk right there, right? You got the cow. You got the cuckoo. You got that chicken, right? I, I feel like you can make this work. It's not my worst best bite. It's not cannibalism. You won't. Uh, I don't think you'll be winning the chicken sandwich wars, but I think you'll no. uh, you'll make a, a good salvo. <laughs> my alluring attraction. Sorry, did you? Sorry, did you cannibal? You recommended cannibalism. Uh, hmm? you Tyrannosaurus recommended cannibalism at some point. <laughs> Wherever you are in the Minish Cap season is probably a good place to stop. It doesn't. <laughs> there's nothing I, for you in that back I, half I, of look, that. I'm, I'm not for cannibalism, but I'm not oh. afraid of it. If it if it <laughs> is talked around me i just want to be ready for it so i know what i'm getting into when we started doing these travel recommendations i had a bad habit of forgetting that these were a segment that we do every episode of the podcast uh-huh. josh still does that with best and worst on uh, the morphin grid so 600 episodes later it, it still happens <laughs> yeah yeah i've gotten better since but there was one time where i panicked and i said you eat david jr and i kind of haven't lived that down that's what everyone <laughs> talks about on the discord okay i don't know if i got mm-hmm, there yet mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 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 you'll get there Okay. <laughs> uh, my alluring attraction is uh, the cursed spider haunted house. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that yeah, would I mean, be turbo spooky for sure. It would be spooky. And I do feel like if you pay them enough money, they would kind of be down to do anything. Oh, I, you don't want to encourage that now, do you? It's capitalism, baby. I got a lot of hands. Who knows what they can get up to? Can you imagine <laughs> like the rich executives we have today, but now they're also spider monsters? Uh, I would love nothing yeah. more than that. <laughs> 
you're you're fully allowed to bury a hatchet in a spider monster, no matter who it used to be. I don't. I, That's a fair point. <laughs> That's actually a great that point. That would be nice. A- and my photo op is you give Link a guitar and you have him do a cool, like, late 90s uh, pop punk jump uh, off of the top of the royal family grave with Snow Peak Ruins in the background. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, like, jump right off that royal family grave, just, like, strum the guitar. I feel like you can okay, get a great right. shot. It kind of kind of goes hand-in-hand uh, hand with uh, Jake's attraction. There's probably a concert going on in, in that yeah. grave with uh, Sharp and Flat. I like that all three of us have kind of had similar themes, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with my photo op. <laughs> Okay, go for it. <laughs> Which is the Royal Family Tomb glowy green redead room. You use that as a metal album cover. With the yeah, hands coming sure. out and all the... Sp- yeah, that would Absolutely. be for sure, yeah. yeah. My recommended attraction is the Guru Guru Carousel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it just works as is, yeah. huh? Yeah, exactly. You don't have to sit. You just, like, hop on. Uh-huh. The whole room does spin, yeah. Like most things I recommend on this show, you probably got to sign a waiver or something first. You could get ground into flour, for sure. That's what windmills do, <laughs> so, true. like, be careful. <laughs> and my best bite... Bottomless angry Kakariko wings. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you hit the the cuckoo enough times to cause a million of them. Uh-huh. And then you gotta catch them and deep fry them. You let them chase you into the butcher shop, and then like <laughs> it, it takes care of itself. Sure, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. You incorporated game mechanics into it. Also, I guess I just decided that Kakariko is buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Mottos. I'm gonna go ahead and drop mine right off the bat. Let's go. I'm realizing in this moment that I did not actually. <laughs> get to the point of my motto which is uh <laughs> hey hey guys you built your your secret torture and you know uh, a dark magic ritual chamber into the village's water supply yeah that's rough i'm actually glad that you completely forgot about that because i feel like we could spend an easy 15 minutes yeah. talking about the safety hazards there kakariko village drink up the history <laughs> yeah mm. yeah <sighs> tasty tasty <laughs> war crimes I, mine is really dumb, but it's on the it's on a similar line. If I can go next, absolutely, please, Kakariko Village, get well soon. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot, actually. That one hit me in waves. The brevity, especially, I think is is. Uh... Is very good there. Should I mean, do you want to talk about that for a second or should I just go right into mine? I just think because you're going to the well at some point and mm-hmm. it's I I looked up I looked up some slogans. There was a lot of like a uh, shallow well is you can't drink from it. There's a whole bunch of well proverbs. It's a fantastic pun. I tried honestly I tried working and then I was just like, get well soon. I can't get better than that. It's right to the point. It's, it's sending that on a postcard strikes me as like you're sending out a clue in a murder mystery. <laughs> I could see that being on a shirt also, and you just have like a shot of the well yeah. uh, behind. Yeah, oh, that's so good funny. stuff. All right. My motto uh, is it's a bit of a spin on uh, the Olive Garden chain of restaurants. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and they're nonsensical when you're here, your family. Mine is Kakariko Village. When you're here, you're open parentheses servants of the royal close parentheses family (laughs) okay all right all right and with that i guess we are ready to take a trip to the post office oh that's right oh yeah chris and i gotta step off the bus real quick to enter the post office check out a couple things if you want to like man things here for a second yeah yeah i can i can hold the bus it's got only one tire left so i can't be too hard to maintain (laughs) you got this bud yeah 
post office. Here yes. we are. Whew. It, this it has been okay. So full disclosure, we're not recording this the same day that we're sitting with Jake talking. They know that by now. <laughs> but we are uh, incredibly aware of how long this episode is going already, and so we're going to speed through the postcards. But as always, thank you very much for writing. Uh, let's take this first postcard. I'll read it off from Skull Kid uh, slash Majora Master. Hey guys, I just wanted to let you know that your guys' podcast is absolutely amazing and probably my favorite podcast of all time right thank now. Thank you. I listen to your podcast on Google Podcasts, which unfortunately doesn't have a review system yet but if it did i would give you all the stars i can truly tell when listening to you that you guys are very passionate about this and i very much appreciate all the work you put into making this a super awesome experience for everyone also the discord community that's come out of this podcast amazes me i've met so many new and awesome people from the discord uh this is one of my most favorite communities i've ever seen and i'm very grateful to be a part of it keep up the amazing work hey thank you majora yeah majora is one of the more active members on our discord a super nice dude and i'm glad that i'm glad that you joined and and i'm glad that you've been having a good time in the discord it's been it's been a blast to to hang out with you in there hang out with everyone in there yeah mission accomplished with the discord oh man it's been nonstop fun in there especially as we've been wrapping up for tears of the kingdom at this point uh, you want to take this next one from Grand Titan? Grand Titan says, Hey guys, I bought you a new office plant. Pete will love it. <laughs> and it's a very cute drawing of a grumpy Saria growing out of a potted plant. Oh, it's because she's got that green hair, so that makes her a plant. She is a plant. There you go. <laughs> Grand Titan uh, fully realized it. Thank you, Grand this Titan. Is, this is really good. Yeah, thanks. Okay, truly, we have so many artists throughout the Discord that are super talented and have so many different styles. It's so cool to see. Uh, this next postcard is from Joey. Hello, Hyrule podcasters and podcast listeners. It is I, Joey the Guardsman of Hyrule Castle. While I wish I was contacting you under better circumstances, I regret to inform you all that the visit by the King of the Gerudo did not go as planned. Ah. On the plus side, I can indeed confirm that the Kakariko Graveyard has great Wi-Fi, even when you are in the afterlife. Oh, Uh-oh. Joey, what happened? Oh, Joey. <laughs> As I have little else left to do aside from float about and carry a lantern, I have continued listening to the podcast as a way to pass the time. And I believe I've come up with a theory. In prior seasons, it was brought up how the royal family has a connection to the goddess Hylia, and while that does seem to be skimmed over in the day and age of the Hero of Time, got me wondering, what if the goddess Hylia, or even the Golden Goddess, is sent the great fairies as angel-like entities to watch over Hyrule in her stead? It may explain why one needs Zelda's lullaby to beseech them for aid. That is only a theory, however. Ah, 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 ah. No, no, no. We're, <laughs> we're not crossing over with that. Now then, I might, I must get back to doing important afterlife shenanigans. I wish you all the best, and may the light of the goddesses guide your hand. Joey, the guard poe of Kakariko Graveyard, or as folks in the Discord know him, Demise's Advocate. Thank you, Cobalt. Yeah, thanks a lot. So, the... The theory is that the great fairies are like angels that watch over Hyrule when the goddesses aren't here. That makes some sense, right? Because like they're they're buffing the hero of time throughout. Uh, I could totally see that. I've been wondering about that too, because I I thought possibly they had there was some kind of like after effect or something or some kind of like being that you know exists around the, something like the Triforce, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, or maybe they exist only in the sacred realm, almost like like these little sprites that maintain that other realm. The great fairies? Yeah. Oh, like you, you're summoning them from the sacred realm, though, when you 
call upon them then? Sometimes they leak through, but they come from there. Okay. You know, because because they deal with the Triforce and whatnot on that side. We're going to enter the Sacred Realm in a future episode, and there are similarities between the Sacred Realm and the Great Fairy Fountain, so... I mean, okay, the, the only other thing I want to add about that, Skyward Sword... When you get the Triforce from the last temple, what's the last dungeon called? Sky Keep. Sky Keep. When you get the, the Triforce out of Sky Keep, the tune they choose to go with is the Great Fairy theme, mm. which is a heck of a choice, huh? Considering there's no Great Fairies in that game. That's true. Yeah. That's kind of means something. It's got to mean something. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. And it could just be one of the things that they say without saying, you know, I, yeah. I, you always you always like to see little details like that. Do you want to take this next one from Hyde? Absolutely. Hello again, Chris and Pete. Thanks for giving me the inspiration to go on my own adventure across Hyrule. Oh, right. This is Hyde. Yes. Okay. I got a note from you that said I should head south to the Farron region. I can now report that it has some pretty cool stuff. I'm in Lurlin Village now, enjoying the scenery. Hey. I did see you guys on the road leading through the woods, but I couldn't say hi. <laughs> I can't give away my hiding spots. I heard there's some crazy dude who's finding Koroks in their hiding spots all over Hyrule. Can't let him find me because that would mean I would have to stop exploring. Oh, mm -hmm. I think Hyde saw Jake running around. <laughs> oh. I, I figured I figured he's talking about Link, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> every single one. Yeah. That, but uh -huh. anyway, I do have a theory about the Temple of Time and Castletown from Ocarina. Is it possible that the older Castletown is the ruins we find on the Great Plateau? Here's hmm. some pics I took from my adventure so far. If you have any ideas on where I should go next, let me know. Have a great trip. Hide. Oh, P.S. As a guy who's never played Ocarina of Time, I'm learning a lot. Keep it up. All right. Hey, Hyde. Hyde is another one of the artists on our Discord, and, and he's been sending us... He's been in the postcards a few episodes ago. He sends us little pictures of little Korok Hyde uh, traveling all over the Breath of the Wild <laughs> map. I hadn't, I hadn't seen these ones yet. These are really cute. They are all so, so good. Uh, I'll try to put some of these on the Instagram if I can remember. But yeah, Hyde, keep up the, the great work with your art and uh, keep updating us. The theory about the uh, Temple of Time and Castletown from Ocarina being on the Great Plateau. So we know the Temple of Time in Breath of the Wild is on the Great Plateau. I never thought to try to find correlations in the ruins outside mm. of the Temple of Time. That's an interesting idea. It could be the same Temple of Time. I mean, it's sh shaped fairly the same, although a lot has changed on the interior. Yeah, I mean, the interior is completely eroded. Well, sure, one side got smashed away. That's a whole other thing. But but size-wise, size-wise, it's a pretty good fit. Yeah, I mean, I think it's possible. I, think I, it's, I like that. Yeah, 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 for sure. If, if anyone has found more little markings around the Great Plateau uh, correlating it to Ocarina of Time's Castletown, let us know. That's super fascinating. Oh, uh, where should where should Hyde go next? Uh, you played Breath of the Wild far more recently than I have. What what are some standout spots? Uh, oh boy, the Rito Village is pretty good. I like that place. Ooh, I would love to see this little Korok approach and explore Rito Village. Hyde, let us know if you get there. <laughs> and on that note, I guess we can close up the post office. Yeah. All right, we're back now. If you have any opinions on. <sighs> three and a half hours of Kakariko <laughs> Village. Uh, you can send us a postcard at HyrulePod at gmail.com or by dropping us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read your message here and you'll be helping more listeners like you to find the show. 
You can also find the show on Twitter, Insta, and Tumblr at HyrulePod. And if you want to find us individually on Twitter, I am at the Edge of My Pete. And I am at a man named Babs. Uh, Jake, really quick, you want to plug your stuff one more time? Uh, sure. I am on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason, as long as that website remains functional. Every day it seems <laughs> to get less and less likely that it will still be there in the morning. Um, I have a bunch of podcasts I talked about in the beginning. Those are on Twitter, but they're mostly on uh, podcatchers. That is probably a better place for you to find them. Um, right. And that's it. Uh, Morphin Grid is the best one. I just want to put that out there. It's the funniest <laughs> one. I think it's the funniest. Pete said, like, on Twitter, you were like, oh, I can't believe I made myself laugh editing this podcast. If I don't crack up every episode when I'm editing, then I don't think it's a good episode. And so um, <laughs> I think you absolutely should lose it uh, yourself. This past uh, season in particular has been amazing. I had a lot of fun today, so I'm excited to hear uh, the four or five episodes in between <laughs> now and the other ones. Yeah, I think Pete and I uh, heartily recommend Morphin Grid. I mean, Kingdom Smarts as well. Like all Everything you guys put out that, that we've heard, I think has been an absolute blast and mm. thank you for being so down to jump on these with us man this is like your fourth episode yeah. with us it's always absolutely a blast yeah it's a, t it's a ton of fun uh i don't i don't i mean josh and i talk about i think we talk about zelda in the episode that just came out when we're recording this so however long ago that was um oh we and we even talk about this show because i say that you two should come on so so chris and josh can talk about uh survivor and pete and i can go okay uh, <laughs> yeah. the calvin ball that is that show um, that's the easiest yes you can get uh, yeah, as far real. as a, a guest episode you, you know name the time and place and thank you once again to Chillboy Beats for the use of our intro and outro music. If you want to hear more Synthwave Zelda goodness, you can find his album The Hero of Synth on YouTube, Spotify, and Bandcamp. If you want to support us, you can find us on Kofi. Uh, that is ko-fi.com slash Hyrule Pod. Uh, you get bonus stuff and early stuff there. And you can find us on Discord. It's a lot of fun in that Discord. We want to, we want to see you. We want to talk to you. You can find those links on social media. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Hello Hyrule. Thank you for listening. Next episode, I think we're headed to the Lost Woods. It feels like we were in the Lost Woods this episode for a bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> for certain values of Lost, I think that could be true. <laughs> but until then, I have been Pete. I've been Chris. I've been Jake. Excuse me, podcast. I definitely think someone on the localization team is a real grog. Yeah.